Hey, boys and girls. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Good to see you all. Hope you're doing well. It is uh, another Wednesday upon us here. A little bit late today. Appreciate uh, you joining us nonetheless. Uh, if you're joining us live, of course, maybe watching later on in the archives on BitChute or Odyssey or Rumble uh, or our websites, redice.tv or redicemembers.com. Uh, appreciate uh, everyone being here. Uh, all right. So uh, some stuff to get into here in the beginning. Uh, just to clear that off, and then uh, we do have a lot of topics to uh, get into. Uh, a lot of focus on the vaccine propaganda today. There's some crazy stuff happening, but uh, some other news as well, some other stuff. So basically, uh, for those who are uh, watching and wondering, I saw some of you over on Trovo uh, and other places, Odyssey as well, uh, are talking about the chat on DLive. Uh, so yes, we had a segment uh, last Flashback Friday uh, where we showed a video of a black man being shot by police who didn't follow orders. Uh, and we had a bunch of Spurgs in chat saying uh, N-words this and N-words that and all kinds of uh, things. And so that uh, caused our suspension. Uh, we do have a lot of great mods over there, but I guess there was something they didn't catch in time or something. I saw a number of you, uh, Mr. Nosberg, some others have, you know, <laughs> banned one of the... Like, if, if we have a restriction on the word in chat, do not try to circumvent it. That's there for a reason. I don't like it. I'm not making up the rules. But you got to control yourself. And it's I think it's more worth it that we have channels where we can stream to uh, than you getting a temporary kick of saying a word, a naughty word, right? So if it was up to me, I'd say... Fuck it, you know, I don't care, whatever, say whatever you want, just just keep it legal, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but if, if it's offensive or something, like, just just stay cool with that shit, okay? So anyway, so uh, we we got a message from DLive after the stream where they initially said, uh, your chat has been disabled and, you know, the stream was cut, you know, midstream and stuff like that too. Not because of the video we played, but, but because of chat. Uh, and so it says, okay, in three days, it'll be unblocked again. But then two days later, another message came in. So, oh, we've taken away your, your verified status. Uh, and oh, also, so you can't take any uh, donations. Uh, it looks like we can stream to DLive, but we're going to get off of DLive. It's time to get off of DLive. Fuck DLive. We don't need them. We have Odyssey. Uh, we have VK. We have Trovo. We have through our websites. We have uh, Float, a number of other places as well. So uh, if you are watching this on DLive, please get off of DLive. Uh, as uh, the the inevitable uh, did come for us on, on deal, I was surprised we were re, re lemonized, remonetized, uh, but uh, but no more because of uh, bad words in uh, chat. So thank you so much, <coughs> gang, for staying cool in chat. We appreciate that. Uh, deal, I've turned out uh, for a bit bit there uh, to be a pretty good um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, an additional uh, revenue stream due to the fact that Red Ice is uh, banned and blocked from basically all the big banks, uh, clearing houses, uh, payment processors. Uh, and all on and payment processors and and those who take you know credit cards and and uh, debit cards and stuff like that. Uh, so that proved itself to be a good addition to us, but now that's been choked out as well. Uh, so if you do want to support us today and if you uh, like what we do, of course, a membership is always the best way at redicemembers.com and there are a couple of ways to kind of we've enabled around that and that's through Subscribestar and through Entropy Stream uh, and e-check option for those of you in the US and stuff like that. Uh, but another way is to use Ent Entropy Stream. So it's uh, entropystream.live uh, forward slash Red Eyes TV. Otherwise, I'll keep an eye on Odyssey here today as well and I'll try to keep an eye on Trovo. I saw some of you guys were chatting over there. I appreciate that. Uh, so I'll keep an eye on that too. Number of people, Sarah B sending some stuff over there stay safe uh, uh what, what do they call them spells right on fire spell from blood of tyrants thank you for that uh i see a number of other things here fool's day from mr ninjaberg thank you sir two of those uh in a uh, in a row thank you for that uh femme blanche with a dancing chicken thank you for that uh, a rose from karavkaki i think it is thank you so much 
and a number of other things there. But thank you to you guys over there on Trove. I do appreciate it. I'll try to keep an eye on that too. It's kind of hard because that screen is over there, but I'll try. So thank you for that. Uh, and of course, uh, shout out to Od uh, Odyssey, uh, the Odyssey, Odyssey gang as well. Uh, I'll get to that in a moment here. But yeah, so DLive has been, uh, that, that that's over. <laughs> that party is over. Uh, so if you are watching it there and if you want to, uh, you know, do it like a, uh, an app or something like that, both, uh, I th now I think Odyssey do, they still have an, like you can actually watch the streams on mobile. I think so. Uh, but I've yet to kind of look into that myself personally. I think some people said that it, it was streamable, but it was not like not the best uh, performance or something like that. Um, but if you must, uh, VK has an app and also Trovo has an app. So if you want to watch it that way, uh, otherwise it should be our website should be mobile, uh, completely mobile, uh, you know, compatible or whatever. Uh, I think even Entropy Stream, if you add app between dot live slash Red Eyes TV in between their app forward slash Red Eyes TV, I think it works fine on uh, mobile too. By the way, okay. All right, so let's uh, let's get to some stuff here, shall we? Uh, what do we have here today? Well, I, I guess I just should do a short little plug for uh, the latest member show as well. Uh, we talked about John Kerry sucking uh, carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere because it's not uh, so enough getting to net zero, you see. We also have to suck CO2, carbon dioxide, out of the atmosphere. Uh, we have a follow-up on this issue of the kind of what patriots are being considered to be, uh, you know, extremists. They're coming for libertarians and patriots and stuff like that, too. We'll talk about the uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security today. I have a clip to play how they're having kind of an internal review to try to purge what, they, what they're deeming to be extremist amongst its rank. Is, is The witch hunt and the psychosis is kind of entertaining to watch. It's, uh, it's, it's bizarre, right? Uh, we also talk about Ch uh, China uh, is sucking up uh, some of those white guys that are being tossed to the side. Uh, by um, the systems and the authorities and, and the business world and what have you, all, all over the West, specifically in um, Europe and uh, and the U.S., uh, the U.S. primarily, I'd say. Uh, but China is sucking up those people to, uh, you know, build their systems for them over there uh, and stuff like that. So check that out. RedEyesMembers.com is up right now. Uh, latest Weekend Warrior Show. Good stuff. Okay, so here's the Odyssey uh, thing real quick here, too. Um, if you do want to join us for Super Chats, Odyssey.com at TV slash uh, live is the best uh, you know URL for that, uh, and they do have hyper chats over there, so that's pretty cool. I saw uh, Reclaim the Net had a little uh, had a little piece on this, which is cool. Oh wait, Entropy is not running. That's why. Uh, sorry, I didn't uh, I didn't even think of that. I was running a bit late before the show here, and uh, <clears throat> as usual, there's always things you gotta uh, tweet out and and uh, you know plug and stuff like that. So I forgot about it. But uh, let me start that up here while we uh, look at the the uh, Reclaim the Net story here. Uh, yeah, HyperChat, and they have a, actually a very easy way that you can um, that you can uh, swap as well. So if you have other cryptos and want to donate some library tokens, that's another way. But uh, anyway, Entropy Stream should be up and running right there, uh, folks. Uh, so we do uh, do appreciate it. Now we're patching in DLive through there too, so I'm gonna have to uh, swap that out with something, maybe some uh, incognito Twitch or YouTube stream or something. I wish wish Entropy had their own way. You know, it's 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 a lot of bandwidth for that, of course, but. Maybe they will expand. Maybe they'll do uh, Trovo or even uh, Odyssey as a kind of as a, as a, th a through patch. You know, they did that with DLive or whatever. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. So um, and also on the upside, as I say here on Reclaim the Net, unlike YouTube's super chats, Odyssey won't take a cut, which is just uh, incredible. Actually, when you when you think of it, um, you, uh, Odyssey is uh, is proving to be a uh, a lifesaver. I think in many regards. Uh, and I, I'm sure that's why the SAC is kind of suing them as well, of course, uh, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, definitely, if you if you want to check us out over on Odyssey, uh, if you haven't gotten a uh, account over there, use our uh, uh, 
or invite link, if you will. It's actually it's going to be below the videos in the description from now on the invite link from uh, uh, you know from our page over to Odyssey. So definitely check that out. Okay. Um, so actually, uh, before we get to the yeah, here's the Nick Fuente story. There, I can go back to this one, I guess. Before we uh, get to that. Um, Laura, I want to give a little shout out to Laura Towler and her husband has been uh, harassed over in the UK and her uh, husband was even arrested. Uh, and I think the latest update is that they let him go. They, they, they found nothing. It was apparently over some issue of stickers. They're they're, they've put up some stickers, which is um, reiterating the uh, currently statistical fact, if you project forward, uh, that uh, white uh, Britons or white English people will be a minority in the UK by 2066. And they had uh, posted stickers about this. So now the police, of course, this is illegal to point out that we're being replaced, right? So they have to cover it up. So they're arresting people over it uh, in the UK. They confiscate, uh, confiscated their devices. Uh, they were looking for, I guess, spicy things, which they didn't find. And uh, uh, I think Laura, I don't think, was uh, arrested. Uh, I was going to see if we can get her and maybe even her husband on the, the show to talk about that a little bit more in detail. But anyway, I just wanted to give him a little kind of nod to that. Uh, one way of supporting them, of course, is through uh, Grandma Tyler's Tea. Uh, check that out. They have shipping, I think, to most places in Europe and the U.S. Uh, so that's one good way of, uh, of kind of... Uh, Supporting them if you if you want to because they're going through some bullshit there in the UK. But we'll return to that story when we have some more details and maybe even get Laura and uh, and her husband on uh, to talk about that crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Okay, so uh, Fuentes has uh, been. We we have a confirmation uh, that it was put on a no fly list. Now we uh, talked about this when uh, Patrick Casey uh, got flack whenever that was back, way back a while ago now for kind of pointing out some of these issues and he was concerned about the security of one of the um, America First uh, PACs, uh, the second conference that we're holding there. Uh, and he didn't attend for a couple of different reasons. One of the things that Patrick threw out was that uh, Nick told him that he was on a no-fly list. And apparently, I, and I think this is not that he ended up just now on a fly list. I think it was just now that Nick couldn't uh, he couldn't hide that anymore, right? Uh, apparently, he drove. Someone said he drove to the last conference or something. I don't mean to laugh; it's not a funny issue, but it was just about the bickering back and forth. You know, who was right or whatever. But I guess this confirms what Patrick said. That's my point. That's why I bring it up because uh, he said he was on a no-fly list, and then Nick could. Kind of, I think he denied that at, at the time, or say he didn't know or something like that. Uh, but uh, he couldn't hide it any longer. They were going to do a. Uh, conference in Florida and he was seeking to fly uh, when uh, when he announced on uh, twitter.com that he is on a no-fly list. Here's the uh, video he released uh, in relation to that. So uh, that's happening now. If you attended January 6th, uh, for the most part, I think most people, not everyone maybe, uh, but they're seeking to do this. They're, they're seeking to uh, terrorist label anybody that was at that event on January 6th at the Capitol. Whether or not you even broke in, whether you was closed, whatever. Uh, so anyway, here's the uh, here's the video he uh, released about this here. Hey, I'm sorry. Who did you say to talk to down there? Um, you could try talking to say I'm not. We're not saying that they're going to give you an answer. They have an answer. But who? But you pointed down there. Who's down there? There's probably a guy with the blue shirt. Oh, just like a security guy. Yeah, but I'm not sure they'll have an answer for you. Okay. Okay. And there's no way I could get on this plane. No, you cannot allow. They're not letting you fly with Southwest. With Southwest, I'm but not sure maybe about other Delta, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay. I know that was a TSA number. I'm not sure if you're blocked from all just the no flight list. Did they give you a reason? No. It's a no-fly list, you said? I'm not sure. Okay. 
All they, right. just told, they just allowed, told me that you're not allowed to fly. Oh. Okay? Oh. That's all they told me. Okay. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> all right. There you go. Yeah. You're not, a fly, not allowed to fly. That's all they told me. And this has extended to uh, Lauren Witzke as well, who was uh, running for, was it a senator or congresswoman? I forget which. I was confused it to. Uh, out of Delaware. And uh, this is her. It's a longer clip, so it might skip forward. But basically, she was stopped at security. Now, I think, I think she was allowed to fly, but there was some special security thing or something like that. Um, let, me, let me play this clip here. Here we go. Check this out here. Uh, so they're standing around for some time first at the uh, American Airlines um, counter here. And they're having a discussion uh, with the uh, lady here behind the counter a little bit further into the uh, video. So let me skip ahead. It's about four minutes long, this thing here. Let me skip forward a bit here. About I think around three minutes. Let me see here. Let me see here. They begin, they begin having a little conversation. They're trying to find out why she's like red flagged or something like that. <clears throat> yes, I just gonna fly out of Fort Lauderdale. This is uh, this is uh, this is America now. This is freedom right here, folks. Freedom to protest. Can you hear anything of this, guys? Let me turn up a bit here. Is that like American security clearance or like TSA? Is it like American Airlines that's flown on other ones too? No, it's security too. So that means it's the government. It's not the government. Yeah, it's the government. Yeah, so she said in a Telegram post. Pre-check? Do you have like TSA pre-check? That's what I tried to check into. Okay. And it wouldn't let me do anything. Or the keys. So. Does it So let me read what she said in the Telegram post. Um, was red flagged at the airport. Let me pause that real quick. There was red flagged at the airport on my way home from Florida. So I guess she had managed to fly in there then. Uh, and she said, this happens every time I fly. The security guy asked me if I had been out of the country or why I had been red flagged. And I told him that I was a, uh, as a Trump supporter uh, and I was at the rally uh, on January 6th. And they said, aha, that's exactly why you are on the list. But I do think she managed to fly out, though. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's we'll return to the Department of Homeland Security thing a little bit later, too. Uh, this is just uh, insane, right? So this is uh, it's uh, it's happening. This squeeze, uh, as people like uh, us and many others have been talking about over the years, they are putting uh, people on no fly lists. They are banning Americans from uh, doing basic uh, having access to basic things which were considered to be. Uh, you know, human rights and things like that. You can't discriminate, right? Uh, but anyway, this article goes on for a while. Um, I'm not going to go through that right now. But all right. Anyway, 
so crazy stuff. <clears throat> so I guess uh, it's and so and you know the the kind of the trajectory of this. It's not going to stop at uh, at this. It's going to be then. It's going to be either an at because someone uh, was at another event later on, or uh, someone uh, uh, said the wrong thing on Facebook or something. You know, and that's kind of already happening in a way, right? But uh, they're basically terrorist labeling uh, seventy four million people in America. They're trying to. They're, they're getting there slowly. Saw this too on RT. Ballooning commodity prices are about to hit consumers in a big way. Uh, the prices of commodities have soared over the past 12 months, seriously affecting consumer staple companies, which in turn are expected to pass rising costs on consumers onto consumers. Statistics show that corn futures, it's got to get those corn futures, right? Contracts have skyrocketed 96% over the past year, with cotton and wheat futures contracts also shooting up 54% and 50% respectively. The price of lumber has seen a meteoric rise of 265% in the past year to a record high of 1,326 per thousand board feet on Monday. Meanwhile, this week, Coca-Cola, Zero James, blah, 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 I don't have to read the rest. Uh, I saw some other Zero Hedge articles, and I was trying to find one that I saw I'm passing a notification on. But apparently, at least in the U.S., um, there is more realtors than there actually is realty available right now. There's uh, and even... Uh, Northern Idaho specifically, uh, we found out the other day, it was a Wall Street Journal article about this, specifically how the area of Court Lane and some of the surrounding areas are the hottest real estate market in the U in all of U.S. right now. Uh, and uh, uh, there's more uh, realtors than there are houses. There's like 150 people per house or something like that. So this, this thing that we talked about, if we go back to... Uh, what was that? The uh, Ice Age farmer. We had him on last year talking to specifically about food, um, r rising food prices and stuff like that too. That didn't hasn't come as fast as we at the time talked about it, but it is kind of coming. And there seems to be this kind of it, see. It's not only that it's like oh, it's because of COVID and shutdowns and you know all that kind of stuff. We know according to that um, document that we talked about on one of the Weekend Warrior shows that they want to bring. They, they want to choke out any kind of industrialization. They, 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 there was that document out of the UK called Absolute Zero to bring everything to, a gr to, to grinding it to a halt kind of thing. And, you know, although I'm not, you know, super excited about uh, out-of-control uh, uh, consumerism and spending and, uh, you know, the kind of materialism that we have and stuff like that, it's clear that it, it's not only going to affect, like, just your average you know, stuff you don't need type of consumer things, but like houses, uh, house prices is going going up. Uh, if you want to build, that's going to be harder in the future and stuff like that too. Uh, you know, the car issues that's tied into the climate change bullshit with like uh, stop selling, um, you know, uh, petroleum driven, you know, combustion engine cars in some parts. California passed a law, I think by 2030. New York just passed one for 2035. I think beyond that point, they're not allowed to sell um you know, gas-powered cars, basically, right? So, absolute zero. It's coming. So keep in mind now, if, it's, if there's stuff you need and you want, uh, if you can, get your hands on some of that stuff now. Um, you know, whatever it might be, but like a li little bit more, you know, kind of complicated, whether it's like, you know, washers and dryers and things like that and uh, refrigerators, uh, stoves, ovens. I don't know, you know, we'll see how, how, how much this affects you know the whole kind of thing, but uh, yeah, it's coming. They're gonna choke. Uh, they're gonna choke us out completely. Uh, okay, uh, I guess we could take a look at this clip a little bit too. It's kind of interesting. Um, I saw them passing. I haven't looked at the whole clip yet. It's a bit longer, so we'll see how much we uh, we view from it. But uh, the first Chauvin trial juror 
uh, decided to uh, to speak out uh, or being interviewed, I guess, with uh, what is this? Uh, NBC is this or is this MSNBC? Um, NBC News, I guess it is, right? Uh, about the deliberations uh, of the Chauvin tribe. The evidence was overwhelming. Brandon Mitchell said Wednesday that all but one juror was immediately on board with guilty verdicts on all counts. Let's, uh, Jesus Christ, let's, uh, let's play a little bit from this. Handed down a verdict in one of the most high-profile cases in years in this country. They found former police officer Derek Chauvin guilty of murdering George Floyd. Twelve men and women deliberated under intense pressure. And for the first time, we're hearing what went on in that jury room. Brandon Mitchell served on the jury. He joins us this morning. Brandon, good morning to you, sir. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Take us inside the jury room. You deliberated for, as we understand it, roughly four hours. Uh, One of the 12 jurors reportedly was on the fence. Why why is that? And what ultimately brought that that one juror around? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say they were on the fence. I think they just wanted to do their due diligence um, and make sure that they understood the terminology correct. They understood exactly what the judge's instructions were. Um, in relation to the to that specific charge, what was the tipping point for you as as a juror? Was there a piece of testimony, a piece of evidence, after you saw it or after you heard it, your your mind was essentially made up? Um, I think after Dr. Tobin's testimony, um, I think the way he broke everything down, um, but still kept it very scientific, um, that that was kind of the point where I was like, okay, I don't know, I don't know how the defense comes back from this. As you know, there was um, um, a fair amount of talk about whether Derek Chauvin uh, would have testified or should have testified. Do you think that him testifying would have would have made a difference, Brandon? I don't know if it would have made a difference or not, um, but I don't think it would have it would have hurt. Uh, I mean, we, we we found him guilty on all charges, so I don't think it would have hurt. Um, it probably could have only helped him at that point. A lot of folks were somewhat surprised at the speed with which the jury came back. Um, I mean, it, it almost seemed as if you, you guys went in there, you elected your four-person, you went around the table, you said your piece, and then you voted. Is, is that a fairly accurate assessment or or no? Um, I, I thought we should have came back a little bit quicker, actually. Um, but the time we did spend was time where we were just kind of going over the details again, making sure everybody was on the same page, and just clarifying. So, yeah, for the most part, we did go in and come straight out. But I thought it should have been quicker, actually. Why? That. Why do you think it should have been faster? <laughs> of course. Just because I thought the evidence that the evidence was overwhelming that he was guilty, in my opinion. Um, I, th- I thought it was a no brainer. Like I said, after Dr. Tobin and, and all the other witnesses and all the evidence, I mean, I, I didn't see anything, any reason why we should have took longer than an hour. What did you make of, of Derek Chauvin's demeanor in, in, in the courtroom throughout the trial? Yeah, so, I mean, from my perspective and the angle I had, it looked like he was very confident um, the first week, week and a half. Um, and I, I personally could see the, the confidence kind of deteriorating from him and a little bit from his, from his team, from his team of attorneys. Um, as, as the, you know, more and more, more and more witnesses came up, it just seemed like they were deteriorating their confidence and it was just getting lower and lower and lower as the, as the trial went on. As you know, the, the entire world was, was watching this trial. Did, did you feel a greater sense of pressure as a juror knowing that? No, not at all. I mean, we all knew coming in 
that um, that everybody will be watching. But I don't think there was any pressure. Um, and there's so much stress within the courtroom. We didn't even have time to think about anything on the outside or, or any of that. I mean, just being there alone and witnessing what you're witnessing on, on the videos and listening to all the people, that alone is enough stress. Um, you're not paying attention to anything else, really. As the president said before the verdict came down, I want to make sure I get this right. President Biden said, quote, I'm praying that verdict is the right verdict, which I think is it's overwhelming in my view. I wouldn't say that unless the jury was sequestered now. Did the president's comments influence your decision at all? Any other jury's decisions? Let me me stop right there. You you get the idea, right? So, yeah, they wanted the right the right outcome of this. And a lot of people have been talking about this is absolute bullshit. Uh, the way that they were threatening. Remember, we played that one clip where they were like basically threatening uh, the jurors, right? They're being harassed and all this kind of shit. Like they, all, all this stuff is, is like grounds for mistrial, uh, going after the jurors in this way. Nothing has happened. It's it's uh, it's complete just clown world. All the, the justice system is out the window. Uh, there's no uh, equal injustice anymore uh, in the U.S., uh, it's complete nonsense with this stuff, right? So anyway, they, uh, yeah, so so they were convinced of this. Uh, and I'm sure they're not at all, of course, motivated uh, on a racial basis or anything like that, right? Or, or uh, they already knew what they wanted and stuff like that. So anyway, they uh, they convicted him. It's, it's crazy. Okay, uh, let me see here. Yeah, let me do this one. Speaking of the same uh, same stuff here uh, regarding shootings and stuff like that. You guys remember the, was it in Georgia? Uh, Ahmad Ar- Arbery, uh, who was... Uh, Shot to death. Uh, I guess three men was involved. Ultimately, I just remember the two: the father and the son on the uh, uh, on the left here in the picture. But the the three men uh, accused in the death of uh, Arbery are now facing federal hate crime charges. This is uh, out here today. Um, so I guess this is a, a, a press release, a news release from the Par- Department of Justice, DOJ. Uh, three Georgia men were indicted today by a federal grand jury in the Southern District of Georgia and charged with hate crimes and the attempted kidnapping of uh, Ahmed Arbery. The indictment also charges two of the men with separate counts of using firearms during that crime of violence. Uh, Goes on from that. So, um, yeah, uh, we covered it at the time, of course. Uh, He was a guy who was uh, a frequent, uh, you know, jogger around in the area, and he had had, uh, broken into a lot of uh, uh, places around there. uh, Things had been stolen from the construction uh, sites there. Certain homes were being built and stuff, and they talked about how he was in there because he just admired how the houses were being built or something like that was the narrative at the time. But uh, anyway, yeah, so this is... uh, If you try to defend, uh, you know, yourself or your neighborhood or uh, you try to get uh, uh, what you, I guess, assume the time people are uh, criminals involved in criminal activity uh, you can't do it you'll be charged with a uh, with a hate crime uh, you just have to kind of walk away right all right speaking of some other uh, stuff uh, so, so here's some southern hospitality I thought this was kind of funny if you didn't see it yet from the uh, kicking crab restaurant in uh, Mississippi uh, check this out little, uh, little spurg out here
steps. I think the I think the person uh, that live, uh, linked that up to <laughs> look at this one. It's kind of funny. Uh, here's the uh, the new. <clears throat> if you want to, you know, avoid the uh, I guess the the, the black what, what is it called again? Black Thursday is that what it is? Black Friday type of you know deals in your store and stuff like that. Uh, we got to just uh, enable this new technology that you can walk into a store. It knows who you are. Is that just direct access to like the payment, uh, you know, methods and stuff like that? And if you grab something and walk out of the store, it will know exactly what you're doing, exactly what you took with you, whether it's uh, RFID technology like the radio frequency identification devices that they now are seeking on putting on everything, right? And some stores have already started doing this, uh, or whether it's the new uh, radar technology that actually senses things like off the shelf, uh, it senses who's who's approaching and stuff like that. It can be based on your biometrical signatures, actually. You don't even have to have like your phone connected to you or a device on you or something like that. It recognizes you and identifies you based on how you walk, uh, your, uh, your your breathing, your org. Like it's all these crazy sh things are happening right now with the type of tech that they're developing. Uh, apparently, even they're developing routers that can sense, you know, they have these new ch radar chips in them and stuff like that. They can actually sense like who's in the room that can map uh, like in 3D space around them and stuff like that. Uh, so anyway, Amazon is working towards this. Look at this. But they edited it together with, you know, some of the kind of type of things that we saw there at the, uh, what was this? Uh, Kickin' Crab restaurant there in Mississippi. Check, the, check this out. It's kind of funny. What would shopping look like if you could walk into a store, grab what you want, and just go? Welcome to Amazon Go. No lines, no checkouts, no registers. It's really that simple. Take whatever you like. We call it Just Walk Out Technology. Once you've got everything you want, you can just go. Amazon Go. No <laughs> lines, no checkout. There no, you go. seriously. <clears throat> Fantastic. Thank you, Amazon, for uh, for helping us in these times. See, that's this is why people, uh, especially who live in diverse areas, will welcome this kind of technology. You know what? That's good. Maybe uh, why not, why do you have to show up at all? Actually, come to think of it, right? Maybe we should just uh, you know we should do what uh, Elon Musk's uh, the boring company thing, right? You have either underground. Uh, uh, you know, it wouldn't be teleportation, obviously, but it'd be transportation tunnels uh, to get your stuff to you. Or maybe maybe it's the drone method that's going to go, right? You don't even have to leave your home. Uh, you stay inside, but you order your stuff uh, that you need, and it comes and uh, picks it, uh, or drops it off, rather, uh, right on your, uh, on your uh, porch by your door. Student body president of Virginia Commonwealth University has a history of violent, extremist, racist online posts. But that doesn't. That's fine. That doesn't matter, as you'll see here. The far, a far-left extreme is using an online moniker to advocate for targeting killings of law enforcement uh, and also uh, very explicit about how she hates white people, uh, have been revealed to be the student body president of Virginia Commonwealth University. Here's a couple of uh, <clears throat> choice uh, tweets here uh, from Cancel Culture Worker. Um, you are a reminder to advocate for the killing of cops, is one of the uh, screenshots here. Uh, I guess after some point, it was some uh, advocacy of, of riots, I guess. Uh, and a third one they have, she says, I hate white people so much, it's not even funny. 20-year-old um, Taylor Marie Maloney from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, our old uh, stomping grounds for a few years. 
Glad to be out there. It was uh, championed earlier this month. It was a beautiful city, don't get me wrong, but uh, things are changing there, unfortunately. Uh, it was uh, cha She was championed earlier this month by the ACLU of Virginia for being the, quote, first openly transgender and non-binary person elected to the position. But social media posts written by the communist activist have since surfaced showing their advocacy for killing cops, rioting, looting, vandalism, and the hatred of white people. Uh, here's a couple of more, I guess, here. <clears throat> uh, loot, loot. Uh, I hope that man walks so we can burn this bitch to the ground. Um, anyway, there are a couple of um, couple of choice uh, outtakes there. When a follower of the Black Nationalist Nation of Islam group rammed into his car into Capitol Police, killing one of the officers on April 2nd, Maloney celebrated his death. Love this. We need more of this, Malone wrote, responding to the breaking news from the Associated Press. Uh, on the day of the Derek Chauvin trial, Maloney declared Twitter that uh, they hoped he was acquitted so that the rioters can burn this bitch to the ground. Uh, I wonder if they'll be uh, canceled at all uh, from the position here. Maloney also made a number of racist posts on social media. I hate white people so much it's not even funny. They tweeted last Friday, if you are white, you should... I don't know. Shut up, Maloney's new Twitter bio feed reads after their post previously. Uh, their their previous two accounts were suspended on the social media platform. Uh, well, that's surprising. Uh, Maloney posted her disgust about a mixed race woman who is married to a white man, describing their children as white quadroon kids. Uh, all right, all right. So there you go. Uh, no problem there with the uh, uh, with the Virginia Commonwealth University so far, as far as I know. She hasn't. Uh, faced any uh, any any kind of re repercussion for uh, for any of those comments as you were uh, okay just checking everything is up and running here I think things are still good get to keep an eye on things um, okay let me go to this one here too so uh, yeah Tor uh, Torba had a good uh, coverage of this too I think it was out of was that AP or maybe Reuters we're talking about how um, how irony is now considered to be extremism uh, let's play his clip on this here uh, here we go so we're on Gab TV here as well. Uh, let's see if I can go up full screen here. There we go. I guess that the world has moved on. And all certainties are now gone. Hey folks, Andrew Torba here, CEO of Gab.com. Uh, NPR has this article oh, NPR. this week. Good. Uh, how extremists weaponize on irony to spread hate, right? So now we see that irony, that satire, that jokes are extremism, right? This is what the media elites are now pushing. And this is not a new narrative. We've seen this narrative here at Gab for many years now where they claim that free speech is just a shield. It's a shield that we use. It's a guise so that we can push extremism, right? And of course, extremism is uh, any uh, opinion, any political opinion that the uh, oligarchs in power disagree with or uh, that the political leaders disagree with. Um, anything that might be a threat to their power is extremism in their minds. Uh, nobody's calling for violence. Nobody is calling for any sort of anarchy like we're seeing in the streets right now with uh, you know, domestic terrorists like Black Lives Matter and uh, Antifa. Nobody's calling for that. We just have different political ideas and opinions. And uh, indeed, they're not even new. They're not new ideas. They're ideas as old as the country itself. They're biblical ideas. Uh, they're biblical opinions. And uh, of course, that is a threat to the rising uh, you know, communist state uh, that we're seeing, uh, you know, rise up right now in the United States of America. The globalist American empire uh, is threatened 
by God because they think that they are God uh, and they want you to worship them, the state, and give them ultimate power and control over your lives. Actually, we see uh, President Biden in the news uh, is allegedly going to call for free preschool for, for everybody, right? And why is this? Because he doesn't want you raising your kids. He wants the state to raise your kids uh, so that they can be indoctrinated with this critical theory, anti-white, woke uh, racism is what it is. It's a racist ideology. Uh, Critical theory is is an anti-white racist ideology. And Joe Biden doesn't want you raising your kids. He wants you uh, slaving away uh, to barely meet uh, your ends uh, and pay the bills uh, while he's raising your kids in a state-controlled preschool system and a state-controlled public school system and in the university indoctrination system call education here in this country so you know we're seeing these things start to happen and start to unfold uh, this is the latest attack the latest attack now from the mainstream media uh, places like NPR uh, is that irony and satire and comedy are being weaponized for extremism yep. that's right what a time to be alive all right thank you uh, Andrew Turbay is doing good work over uh, at Gab of course uh, it's uh, it's insane um, I mean we see people you know the witch hunt of uh, uh, people like Ricky Vaughn and stuff like that who literally are like they're in jail because of a meme, right? Uh, you know, federal election scam charges or whatever, the you know, election meddling, I guess, or something like that. <clears throat> That's how crazy it's getting, right? And we'll look at a clip in a moment here regarding Department of Homeland Security. We covered in the Weekend Warrior Show how they're at um, USPS are running programs to check out, uh, you know, to spy on Americans and their social media posts and stuff like that. Uh, Department of Defense is tr- kind of the, the, their... It's turning inwardly, excuse me, turning inwardly on itself, America, all the, the, these different agencies and stuff like that. <clears throat> they're trying to claim that all these extremists are amongst, uh, you know, our own ranks and stuff like that, right? So when America, of sorts, they're, they're not actually, America is not deprived of an external enemy, but that's kind of how it seems. Remember, we, we entered a period like specifically after the Second World War. I mean, we had the Cold War, of course, for a while, but then when uh, the Soviet Union collapsed, in the 90s, that was like, oh, we're in a post, what do they call it? A post-historic era or something like that. Basically, they, they had this argument that was like, well, there's not going to be any more, it's not going to be any more wars, right? There's not going to be any more conflicts now. We've, we, we've saw, we fixed history. We won, right? We won history. It's all good. Don't worry about it. And now we can see, especially Western nations uh, have started to designate their own populations as the threat. It's not that they're the it's not necessarily that, like, by military standards, they're seen as an enemy combatant, but they're seen as subjects to be controlled by authorities. And in their effort to control populations, when things like the Internet came around, this became much more... It revealed to them and to many people what, what people actually think, right? You could spy on people and stuff like that, and they realize how many people are... Uh, have uh, dis- dissenting thoughts, they don't trust the authorities, they don't like what's going on, and it's now their task to control this, to control individuals, to control populations, large populations. It's all being globalized and homogenized and stuff like that, and this is one of the efforts. That's how these agencies, why these agencies at this time is kind of turning on its own population, which it supposedly are supposed to uh, you know, represent or stand up for or protect or stuff like that, especially when it comes to uh, the DOD and things like this in, in the U.S., so um, 
there isn't like a, a, a big external... Well, there, again, there exists existing enemies. There are enemies that are trying to destroy our countries, but those are, are the forces that are now running these agencies and dictating this policy. That's how insane it is, right? Uh, absolutely insane. Uh, all right, let me do... I just wanted to... Um, Fire off a couple of thank you here over on uh, Trovo there. We have uh, Blood of Tyrants um, casting a stay safe uh, one. Actually, two of those, three of those. Thank you uh, for that. Brad C with a uh, Bravo. I think he looks like a, a lizard uh, blowing one of those things you have at birthday parties. Thank you for that. One of those from Karav Kaki too. Bravo. Thank you. Uh, hype from Brad C. Thank you for that. Cast uh, cast on fire or on fire. Looks like a cannon or something from uh, Scene Kyle. Thank you for that. Flem Blanche with a rose. Uh, some hype from Flem Blanche. Two of those. Thank you. Uh, let me back up here. Now, I always thought that there was messages associated with that, but I guess it, it, it isn't unless you catch it like in real time right away as a message goes across or something like that up on the screen. Uh, but uh, that's been hard for me to uh, to check out. But anyway, another uh, f- Fool's Day cast by Eon Will. Thank you for that. There are two, uh, two of those, it looks like. Uh, thank you uh, so much for that. Uh, if you do want to send me a chat, uh, entropystream.live forward slash at Red Ice TV. I see Lycan Warrior over there. Thank you for that. Uh, Sura, it was good to see you. Uh, he says, Melbourne youth worker orders white Christian high school boys to stand in class. Calls them oppressors. What the hell is this? Uh, I, I should, I'm going to save that so we can pull that up later. Thank you, Lycan Warrior. Uh, helping to dictate some of the madness in Australia. I do have another story regarding the censorship and the vaccine uh, thing in Australia uh, coming up a bit later. Uh, let me save that real quick. I guess we can pull that up real quick here too. Uh, in the order, let me see, where are we here? Uh, right there. Let me pull that in real quick. Actually, where are we? Right here. Got the wrong uh, the wrong keyboard there. Uh, let me see. So I'm doing this on the fly here. Where did it go? Where do we have you? There we go. Okay, let me check this uh, real quick here, guys. Uh, so again, out of Australia, I think you're liking where Melbourne youth workers orders white Christian high school boys to stand in class, calls them oppressors. A female youth worker ordered year 11 boys to stand up in class and label them oppressors for being... Well, I mean, this is just the... Uh, uh, this is just the logical uh, conclusion, right? To where we uh, to where we are at. Is this a video they have here? Let me let me see if I can load that. Could be interesting to see if there's a video of this. Um, Melbourne mayor, mayor has apologized to parents after a female youth worker ordered the, you know them to stand up, calling them oppressors. Parents and councils councillors uh, are calling for the worker to be sacked over the incident, which occurred uh, during a diversity and inclusion session. It's hilarious, though, like inclusion, and we do that by calling uh, the people we don't like uh, basically oppressors. Let me uh, turn off the uh, shield on Brave here and see if that works. Uh, looks like there's a video here. All right, let's try this out here. Four, three, two. Okay, play it. Play it. News. Oh, this is painfully slow. Can you uh, can you just play it, please? Kingston Council held a presentation at Parkdale Secondary College, and the youth worker at the um, who was presenting at the college basically told the Year Eleven male students to stand up um, and basically if they were Christian, white um, and male and basically set an example of them, labelling them as oppressors. Oppressors. Oh. And what happened? How did the kids feel? 
they were shocked. They great. were completely, um, completely shocked and just so disheartened. Um, parents are disgusted. The community in Kingston is reeling. Um, it's just, it's caused a lot of anger amongst everybody in the school community too. So ordinary year 11 boys made to stand up in front of class, told that they're oppressors and privileged because they are white and Christian. James? Um, where, where, what happened with the, uh, the school? Where did, did they know that this was going to happen? No, the school didn't. So the school were really good about it. So they um, have already, as I understand it, lodged a formal complaint with the council um, and they're asking for it to be investigated. So as it stands, the school actually had a presentation in January, which was on um, inclusivity um, and diversity. And apparently that presentation went, went really well. So they were told to but run Susan, the presentation. Rita? Uh, yes. Susan, we, we, we had the, the school knew this person was going to come and talk about pronouns, intersectionality. What yes. else did they think was going to happen? This is what this poison is. And the kids, I'm told, were um, so upset, but they were reluctant to challenge what was happening because they knew this council worker was there to talk about LGBT issues and they were scared they were going to be called homophobic if they challenged anything that was being said sure. during that session. So it works. Exactly. So uh, last night I spoke to a female student, she's 16, and yeah, she said that they were terrified to stand up and say anything. At the start, they thought Jesus. it was a joke and they thought, this can't be serious. This is so messed up. That was her direct quote. And then she turned to her peers and said, wow, I think this is actually serious. Um, they, they were left in shock. And so they were too afraid to stand up because they didn't want to be labelled as homophobic and they didn't want to be labelled as anything else. So, yeah, they, they, they left the presentation just feeling really upset and shocked and, and I know parents got onto it straight away. All right. So, but what's good here, though, obviously, is that there is a pushback, right? There is people, parents, uh, kids. The, I mean, they can only go so far with this, right, before the majority of white people just wake up and understand what's, what's going on. Now, a lot of us, of course, have been worrying about this for, warning about this for, let me pause that, warning about this for uh, for years, for, uh, you know, decades, some of some other people for <laughs> 50 years, you know, like several decades, right? Um, and now it's and now it's crystallizing. Now it's becoming clear. Now it's it's obvious, right? But there is pushback. This is where it's where the where the positive aspect of this comes in. That as they're trying to do more of this radical, just just insane shit, uh, many regards they are being uh, maybe not cancelled, but it's it, there's outrage about it. There's repercussions. There's you know they can't uh, you know they stop doing these kinds of things in some of the schools and stuff like that uh it's not you know happening everywhere in every place at the same time there's still some place where this kind of goes on and whatever but it's the same thing as these uh, elite prep schools and stuff like that in new york doing this and some of the parents are just like they're seeing the insane anti-white uh attitudes around this and they're, and they're 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 pulling their kids out of school they just they cannot stand it anymore and that's actually uh, that's fantastic right that's great uh so the pushback is beginning the awakening is happening and uh, we can see in clear what this is about uh ways of the future over on uh, entropy stream that's uh, entropy stream dot live ash red ice red ice tv um Oh, I said, uh, that's the Odyssey, actually. Slash Red Eyes TV, I should said. At, uh, at Red Eyes TV, that's the Odyssey address. Uh, I don't think you even need an at sign at the Entropy uh, stream address. Uh, Wizard of the Future says, uh, thank you for your work. Uh, thank you so much for your support, sir. Appreciate it. Very kind of you. Uh, and again, thank you to uh, those of you sending spells and stuff like that over on Trovo. 
I'll try to keep up on that and and keep an eye on it. Okay, so let's do this. Let's play. So I wanted to play this thing here with the with the DHS Department of Homeland Security. It's it's out of a MSNBC show, All In with Chris Hayes. It's it's Rachel Maddow's sister basically doing the presentation. Uh, and they're talking with a guy from The Intercept. Now, remember, The Intercept kind of did some good things when they had Glenn, uh, Glenn Greenwald aboard, right? But he jumped ship. Yes, like he's over on Substack right now. And The Intercept have just ta- like just taken off in a completely different direction. Uh, you could argue that it was kind of always like that a little bit, but there was some honest journalistic pieces here and there. They've just become a complete uh, and utter disgrace and mouthpiece for the establishment. Uh, but check this out. Uh, this is the Department of Homeland Security uh, that's going to now probe itself for uh, to, to root out so-called extremists and extremists. Department of Homeland right? Security made an announcement that flew a little under the radar yesterday, but really stuck with me. Uh, The Department of Homeland Security said it will conduct a, quote, internal review to address the threat of domestic violent extremism within the Department of Homeland Security. So DHS, which includes organizations like Customs and Border Protection, CBP, the Coast Guard, Secret Service, is concerned about violent extremism. So again, going back to what we talked about in the beginning, the reason why uh, Lauren Witzke and uh, Nick Fuentes, some of these people are no-fly lists, it's probably related to this, right? And you're seeing these changes now happening under the Biden regime as well, uh, that they're, uh, they're cracking down on people who are uh, who voted for Trump and who are uh, open, um, you know, Trump supporters and stuff like that. Again, we've talked about it many times. They, they, for months, they kept running these headlines like, what do we do about the 74 million? How can we target these people? Can we put the, you can't, I mean, we played another clip. Was, was that Flashback Friday? The, the insane guy who was talking about like, well, you know, we can't just kill these people and lock them all up. So maybe we can give them jobs. Remember that clip? Uh, that's the mentality now. And so now these organizations, uh, sorry, these uh, departments, these government departments uh, are, are turning on the American people. ...inside its own department, apparently. Now, there have been some overt signs of extremism over the years, including a Border Patrol Facebook group with over 9,000 members where agents joked about migrant deaths and shared derogatory comments about Latina lawmakers. And then oh, earlier sure. this year, DHS confirmed. And, and I'm sure it's not also uh, easy for some of these people to come in and make uh, uh, claim they are somebody or send chats or comments. And then this is what they lift out and say, see, look at this. The whole group is making, you know, jokes about these kinds of things. Uh, I suspect just like what they're saying with the next uh, article here, too, from Vice. A uh, lot of gay ops when it comes to this kind of stuff, how they're building profiles on different Facebook groups or certain segment of uh, you know, law enforcement or, uh, you know, DHS, uh, Border Patrol or stuff like that, right? But 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 check out this one here. We, we've talked about uh, the, uh, the, the Al-Qaeda-inspired base uh, uh, guy many times here before, uh, before. That an American neo-Nazi terror leader is now based in Russia. <laughs> it's he found out a group about Latina lawmakers. It's coming here. Listen to this. And then earlier this year, DHS confirmed that an American neo-Nazi terror leader who's now based in Russia. He founded a group called The Base, which is uh, the based on Al-Qaeda, which means the base in Arabic. Uh, the fact that they are like openly admitting that is it's, it's just incredible, right? Because the whole Al-Qaeda thing was a gay op in the beginning by the CIA, right? There were When they were fighting, when the Afghans were fighting Russia, so the Soviet Union back was this uh, mid-80s or something, uh, they decided to form uh, the database, of, a, a database of people, or the base, if you will, of people, 
that they could utilize in the region, and they were basically responsible for creating, uh, you know, cr creating Al Qaeda at the time. And then there were overlaps with the Taliban and stuff like that later on. So they basically created the very people that they ended up fighting later uh, after 9/11, right? Uh, but then they have their own intel, you know, people on the inside that are creating organizations that are mimicked after that. Remember how the narrative changed after 9-11 that it went from targeting Middle Eastern people to now targeting regular Americans and stuff like that, right? So this is what's happening here now. And they're doing it right in front of your face with people that they're admitting or work, worked within some of these agencies. So that's the point here with the base leader uh, was Nazaro Razaro or something earlier this year name? DHS confirmed that an American neo-Nazi terror leader is <laughs> now based in Russia he founded a group called the base which is uh, the based on al-Qaeda which means the base in Arabic uh, that he was employed by the department from 2004 to 2006 in an interview with New York Times so he was employed by the department and now they can use that. Now they're using that as evidence to say, see, there's all these extremists internally. You tell me he was not a, a government operative at the time then, right? DHS Secret DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas declined to say how many active members of his department had been identified as taking part in the Capitol riot, citing continuing investigations. I, that's a decline to answer that, I don't know, raises some questions for me about what led to this investigation and what is going on in that department. Ryan Devereaux has extensively covered the Department of Homeland Security for The Intercept, including infiltrating that infamous Border Patrol Facebook group, and he joins me now. Uh, Ryan, you have been on this beat for a while. I imagine the announcement didn't come as a surprise to you, but I'm still curious what your reaction was, what your sense of where this is coming from is. Yeah, that's right, Chris. It didn't come as a surprise. Um, it would actually be more concerning to me if Secretary Mayorkas didn't take some sort of action like this after what we've seen over these past several. Yeah, let me pause it real quick. We'll go back to those in a moment. Uh, Artie Bunker over on Trovo says, after 9-11, citizens warned that the Patriot Act would be turned into or onto the citizens for political reasons. Uh, and they probably planned it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And we we covered that those kinds of things at the time that it was like, the Patriot Act, and now they're basically—it's a 2.0 type of Patriot Act that's that's being uh, implemented now, especially after you know Trump, post-Trump, and stuff like that too, right? Uh, but yes, absolutely. At the time, it was like, oh, you know, we need to get after, you know, do anything to get back at the Arabs and, and bullshit like this, right? They whipped up a frenzy in America. Uh, everyone was gung ho and supportive of it and stuff like that. And people said, "This is this is going to be turned against Americans." And and here, and here we are, very clear at the time. A lot of people warned about it. Years, um, some of the examples you laid out there at the beginning of the segment. We had the Border Patrol Facebook group. I'm 1015. Nearly 10,000 members. I'm 1015 was the name of the group, and it was some of the most vile content that I've seen online. And it sure, was I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Uh, Ryan, can we get some? Uh, can we get a couple of sources on that? Can you show some screenshots or so, or something? Are we are we just meant to trust you then? Yeah, and and even the people who were on the inside of these groups, how do we know that they were not plants or they were the very journalists that they embed themselves into these groups and pretend they're one of them and they say some naughty words and then they can show that and and, and to try to prove that yeah, look at this, they're extremists uh, within uh, the Department of Defense or Department of Homeland Security. Agents, current and former agents, joking about roasting on a company of migrant children over an open flame, oh, sure. talking about committing uh, violence against sitting lawmakers at the time that those lawmakers were visiting their border patrol stations. And they're, I think, probably most concerning uh, was last summer during 
during the George Floyd protests, um, we, we got, got access to some, some files of DHS sort of intelligence that was being circulated around the country at the time um, regarding protests. And there was serious intelligence indicating far right threats to protesters, to Black Lives Matter demonstrations. And what we learned was that those sort of internal red flags that were raised at the time were, were according to the head of DHS's intelligence and analysis office, according to his whistleblower statement, downplayed by the, the very heads of, of his department. And wow. uh, in order to sort of amplify uh, the threat from the left that President Trump was amping at the time, so it's been clear for a while that there's a, a politicization problem within the Department of Homeland Security and a politicization sort of towards the far right. So, yeah, like mm, I said, not surprised. Course. I think this is going to be a challenging task for the secretary to undertake, but clearly a necessary one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny we say politicization because it gets to what I think is tricky here and difficult um, in terms of First First Amendment terrain. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you can be a a member in good standing of the federal government workforce and have any politics you want, uh, you know, within some. No, that's what you're proving right now, that if you voted for Trump and if you attended, you think that something was wrong during the election and you were not even like inside of the Capitol, but attended the rally, uh, you're an insurrectionist. That's the narrative that, that they're building right now. And America hasn't had a First Amendment for, for years, right? You'd think that the companies, at least based in the U.S., would be required to follow the amendment the constitution and the amendments right but uh, but they don't right so this is bullshit some boundaries right you can't be like an open insurrectionist uh you have to pledge you're not a communist i think that still exists i doubt that i'd love to see if that exists does it actually exist and even if it did exist uh that's on paper only just to uh <laughs> to 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 show appearances there's tons of commies in these organizations you know it uh, they're running things, basically. Uh, but, you know, you, you don't want to create a condition in which, like, essentially there's a political test for office and you don't want to attack people's First Amendment protected freedoms to oh, no, express what they have and have whatever views. At the same time, you know, that this... That I love when they pretend that they're, like, the, they're concerned of this balance of somehow that, yeah, well, you know, we can, we got to respect free speech. we got to, you know, these kinds of things. They have no... I mean, some of these journalists, they know, of course, but most people in America have no clue. They they, they have no clue. People can't fly because of the wrong opinions. They can't uh, run businesses normally because they have the wrong opinions. Uh, they've done nothing wrong, no violence, no advocating for violence. Uh, they haven't broken any laws. Solely, they are ostracized because they have said the wrong thing. And it, and that's the only uh, reason, right? It feels like a kind of process of radicalization we've seen, particularly in CBP and the way that they've put out statements and the way that their union supported Trump, you know, feels pretty worrying. <laughs> I, I mean, that's absolutely correct. And I think that that is going to be the extremely difficult line for this administration and Mayorkas to, to walk here is sort of balancing the First Amendment rights of of personnel within the Department of Homeland Security and then the, the very real risks of having radicalized people responsible for the detention of, of some of the most vulnerable populations in this country. I mean, it's worth keeping You're in mind. You're talking about those who broke the law. Uh, uh, yeah, the most vulnerable populations in the country, as far as I know, then they, they wouldn't be actual citizens of the country. <laughs> but okay. oh, well, and we're talking details. about CBP, we're talking about the largest police force, essentially, in the United States. We're talking about DHS. We're talking about... The, I mean, these lunatics just want complete open borders. Just open it all. No laws, no nothing, no no nations. 
uh, uh, you know, burn it all down, basically. Massive department. I mean, it's, it's huge. And you know, again, I go back to that point that I mentioned earlier with the commodities bubble, uh, with uh, basically there's there's no houses left. Right. Sweden have experienced this for uh, for years. I did a video way back like how they had to build like basically a new Stockholm uh, in terms of the equivalent of apartments and housing and stuff like that. Same thing is happening in the U.S. Uh, it's full. The country is full. You're not going to get one billion people in. You would have to you would have to ruin all these state parks and all the nature and stuff like that. You know, there's some of these lunatics that want like a billion people in America. Like, there's no housing left. Stop it. Close the borders. We it's full. It can, we you know the America can't take it in anymore. And same thing in most European countries. All, all of the eurozone, right? Everybody wants to come to uh, the West, right? Everybody wants to come to America. Everybody want to come to Europe. Um, and these people have no regard whatsoever for the populations. For young people, they want to uh, get out on their own. They want to move out of the parents' house. They want to uh, start a family. They don't give a shit about this. Uh, just open the borders, let them all in. No, there's no houses left. These, these folks are not only responsible for border and, and immigration enforcement, they also disseminate uh, law enforcement intelligence to local law enforcement around the country. So they're helping to shape how cops mm. on the ground are seeing protesters, how they're seeing threats in their community. And they're, of course, responsible for national security matters. So yes, while it's really important to keep in mind uh, the, the First Amendment issues here, we also have to keep in mind the fact that this is a frontline law enforcement and national security agency. And it is critically important that it's not infiltrated by, for example, the leader of a neo-Nazi organization, like you talked about at the top of this. Uh, you mean the base? You mean you mean feds? <laughs> you mean glow in the dark that they're not infiltrated by the? Yeah, that's that's really important because it's just it's just full of neo Nazis. These uh, these uh, government agencies, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, the, the, and I should say that line. Now I don't want to read too much. in Mallorca's declining to answer that question, and we know that um, a, a Trump uh, administration official. Uh, uh, from the State Department uh, was up among those arrested in the Capitol. There have been, I believe. Um, I think dozens, at least a dozen and more uh, law enforcement, local police of various stripes who have been arrested as well. Um, Ex-NYPD officer who have you know, allegedly attacked a cop. But Mallorca is saying he... Wait, so you're saying an NYPD police officer attacked another cop at the, at the Capitol? All right, whatever. Wouldn't answer this question if anyone DHS was there. Was striking to me that he didn't just say the answer. <laughs> Well, you, you want it, You want them to obey you and do whatever they tell you to do. Hand it over, Mayorkas. Do what we tell you to do. Tell us how many people there are and so that we can expose them and make their life a living hell and target them for the rest of their lives. Is, is, that, what the, is that what the goal is? Anyway, you get the idea. So this is happening now internally. So I'm using this as one example, but all these different agencies, government agencies are now turning inward and it's becoming real what so many people warned about. Uh, how the system is turning on its own population, right? Uh, here's another one out of the hill, which is kind of a interesting. A Tennessee-based uh, CEO. Shut up. There we go. Uh, a C uh, talking about you know cancel culture and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, once again, proving that it's wrong, as uh, that it's uh, real, that it's happening rather because it's being denied all the time. Um, he was uh, fired for mocking a teen because the teen was wearing a. Uh, it's a male, a, a male uh, teen. Uh, who was wearing a dress uh, to to uh, to prom, right? So here's the uh, here's the video right here. Check this out. Um, he was, uh, by the way, he was a CEO of uh, what was it called again? Visual uh, Visual Never heard of it. CEO Sam Johnson. 
is uh, uh, seen making fun of Fra uh, Franklin High School senior Dalton Stevens uh, because he uh, chose to wear a dress uh, to his, his uh, school dance. I chose what I want to wear, so you can fuck off. Okay? Is that, is that okay. Right? Is that right? Think he looks gross? Looks right? disgusting? Okay. Yeah? Yeah. You look like... I look like what? what fuck he, off! What does he look bitch? like? You look like an idiot. Get the fuck away from me! <laughs> what does he look like? Please stop. Oh, do not like No, sir. Face. No, sir. I can please fucking record stop. you all Get I want. The fuck away. Keep talking. Please, please, please. Look like a moron. Get away. Come on, dude. Please. Stop, stop, stop. Please. Just, it's just promise. This is a special night. It's kids. It's a bunch of kids. Come on, dude. Just don't let one thing bother. Just please. Just stop. I'm sorry. I'm gorgeous. Are you? I chose what I want to wear. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm gorgeous. Stevens and his boyfriend insulted Johnson as the former CEO continues to heckle the high school seniors. Visual released a statement on Monday on Twitter saying they, it fired Johnson after looking into the incident. The company condemned his remarks. So basically, you can't have an opinion. If you think that looks silly, uh, you can't have, a, uh, have an opinion anymore. What did he do that was so bad? This is, this is how nutty things are, right? Uh, oh, my God. It's just, I don't know. You know, this is, this is, this is what it is now. This is uh, the, new, the new normal. As they say, right? Uh, all right, let me uh, just go back on uh, uh, Trova real quick here. When I'm going to try to miss it. Carve Kake sent a um, uh, dancing chicken. Thank you for that. A winner, I guess they call that. Thank you. Uh, appreciate that. I added some more mods too, by the way, on uh, Trovo. Uh, keep it clean. <laughs> Trovo chat, please. Add us more mods. I know Ms. Nosberg has done a really good job. He's uh, he's keeping tabs on on the streams and stuff like that. But uh, it, it don't... Uh, don't uh, don't do it because it's just not worth it. Uh, so we lost DLive because of that reason. And we're going to stop streaming that too if you joined us late, by the way. We have still have, uh, what do we have, 378 people uh, watching over on DLive. Uh, get off of there. It's dead. It's gone. We're going to stop streaming eventually on DLive. Uh, get on Trovo if you prefer that. Otherwise, of course, Odyssey is one of the best ways. Odyssey.com at Red Ice TV. Watch the stream there instead. You can get Trovo or VK. Uh, also through our websites and stuff like that. And if you do want to join in on Super Chats, uh, live. Uh, forward slash Red Ice TV. That's one of the uh, good ways of, of uh, giving us super chats. I'm trying to keep up with the, with Trovo there too, but it's kind of boring because there's not like messages attached uh, to the when people send, um, you know, uh, uh, elixir and stuff like that over on Trovo. Um, unless you catch, I believe, unless you catch it in real time, they don't have like an interface that you can actually like pull up the uh, the uh, the chat onto the screen and stuff like that. So they don't have that interface, uh, which makes it a bit you know kind of more. Boring, basically, than DLive. But anyway, Trovo, <laughs> Trovo, if you must. Otherwise, Odyssey is one of the best ways uh, and Entropy Stream. Uh, okay, so let's go into the uh, Corona bullshit here for a little bit uh, and talk about the next. Let me just uh, remove that real quick. Uh, the next big topic here, uh, talking about a lot of things related to the vaccine and, of course, the pushing of the vaccine and um, the restrictions and stuff if you're not vaccinated. But a lot of updates here. A uh, quick mention here uh, to lead us into this topic. Fauci's NIAID scientist attended the Wuhan Lab Summit, now wiped from the Internet. The 2016 conference on Viral infection and re immune response, hosted by the Nature, uh, hosted by the Nature Science Journal, has been scrubbed from publications uh, website. But the National Pulse has located an archived version of the site. Uh, we also saved the Wuhan Institute of Virology's press release. 
two researchers from Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases were in attendance at the 2016 event, which discussed emerging viral diseases, infections, and antiviral immunity, all critical uh, to the COVID-19 response. Dr. Fauci has served as the director of the Institute since 1984 and remains the highest paid U.S. government employee. Interesting. Despite a bevy of false prog uh, prognostications and outright lies. At the time of the conference, attendee Kanta Subaru served as chief of the NIAID's Emerging Respiratory Viruses Section and Nancy Sullivan served as chief of the biodefense research section at the NIAID uh, and at their rather that at their vaccine research center. Uh, Sullivan still serves under Fauci while Subar Subaru uh, departed the agency to become director of World Health Organization's collaborating center for reference and research on influenza. Interesting. Another coronavirus, right? Uh, so here's the screenshots uh, on the conference and their attendance. Uh, the October conference contained six sessions. Epidem uh, epidemolo et <laughs> epidemiology of emerging viral diseases. That's how, that's how good it's going to get, folks. Uh, persistent viral infection and immune dysregulation. Viral pathogens uh, or, or actually pathogenesis. Immune intervention and prevention of disease. Innate antiviral immunity and induction of systemic adaptive immunity. Um, so many of these things are brought to mind because of the... Uh, uh, John Hopkins, right, the Event 201 kind of thing, that they had a number of uh, events and conferences and, uh, uh, you know, meetings and stuff that took place that kind of led us up to the point uh, before the COVID outbreak kind of started. Among its organizers and speakers were several researchers from the Chinese Communist Party institutions, including the current director of the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention uh, and the WIT director general. Uh, and it go, anyway, it goes on from there, but there's some of the uh, screenshots for you uh, from the uh, conference. And of course, interestingly, they have tried to scrub it from the uh, internet. Uh, gee, I, I wonder, I wonder why, right? I wonder why. Quick mention to uh, the ins Business Insider. This is actually back from February when we covered some of these stories. But basically, they've been trying to push this idea that it's like, basically, get used to it. Uh, the coronavirus is, is not going to go away. Get ready for the new normal. And they keep having these kinds of headlines and these kinds of articles out there about how to kind of, you know, um, Jedi mind trick us into thinking that this is never going to go away. It's not, never going to get better. And it, in fact, you have to get used to it, which is part of this uh, agenda of the uh, of the mass vaccination campaigns and stuff like that too, right? Um, yeah, someone uh, check out this little clip here too. This is crazy stuff, right? Um, the, the the question of the immune system and how much worse people's immune system is going to get as a consequence of the measure that we've taken after the outbreak of this virus, where everything is wiped down and cleaned and sterilized and stuff like that. We don't know the full effects of that yet, right? Because as any muscle, any as any, you know, function inside of the body, we basically need to, to, to it, it needs resistance. It needs to be trained. You need to use your muscles, or they atrophy, and very much the same is believed with the immune system. That if you're protected, right? One of the things about asthma, for example, right? It was it was believed that people that are essentially growing up in in too clean of environments. I mean, you have the chemical aspect kind of tied into that too. There constantly surrounded by all these cleaning you know clean cleaning products and stuff like that but if it's too um if it's too sterilized your body never kind of develops the immunity and stuff like that so someone's showing this clip of how a woman is walking in a store and spraying the air in front of their child 
uh, in their shopping cart. Look at this here. Look at that. Let's play that again. Look at it. It's a very short clip, but look at this. She's spraying the air. I don't even know what it is. Some like antibacterial spray or something in front of her kid. <laughs> this is the this is the insanity we're looking at, folks. Uh, so our immune systems, our kids' immune systems, might be utter shite when things are said and done. Which, of course, you know, kind of ties into where we uh, uh, what we've been talking about too. That it's like. If this vaccine has any effect on your immune system or that it weakens your immune system and stuff like that, when you're reintroduced to new mutation of the virus or something like that, uh, you might be much more uh, much more prone to succumb to the virus at that point. Um, let's talk about the mask thing a little bit here, too. Look at this. Uh, here's a girl who's out jogging or uh, she's uh, running track and field. Is that what you call it in the U.S. Or, or, or in, in English? Um, with a, a mask on. And she ends up passing out at the end before, uh, you know, falling over the finish line. Look at this here. Overshadowed by this moment of concern, Williams finished in two minutes and eight seconds, collapsing as she crossed the finish line. I felt like I just wasn't being able to get a full breath and multiple times of that happening, not being able to get enough air. It just I just felt super dizzy. Gee, I wonder why. Eventually passed out. Williams blames her lack of oxygen on the mask she's required to wear during competition. Clearly in the past this has never happened and then this race that I was wearing a mask it did happen which I don't think is a coincidence. Her coach Lady, echoing <clears throat> that's not science okay there's no scientific evidence that your oxygen intake is limited by these masks. That belief right? saying this was not a conditioning issue it was a mask issue. It was a different response than I've seen for kids that have uh, collapsed to the track just because they were exhausted. She wasn't sure where she was a moment of glory Jesus Christ. all right begins over there uh total insanity right so so speaking of the uh, of the mask issue uh cdc has now issued new outdoor mask guidance um instructions basically here's a, a shorter clip here from also from uh, msnbc um look at this there are some people who feel that the risk is so low that they would in fact go oh, sorry let me refresh there there we go. Sorry. There are some people who feel that the risk is so low that they would, in fact, go and take a step into that yellow or that red zone because they feel as far as they're concerned, they're willing to take the risk. You don't live in a vacuum. Right. And we are trying to get an outbreak under control. Public health officials continue to stress the need for vaccinations to return to any semblance of normalcy in our country. We are so happy to have back with us again tonight, Dr. Erwin Redliner, founding director of Columbia University National Center for Disaster Preparedness, who advises us on matters of public health. Uh, doctor, the, the color-coded chart that uh, Fauci was referencing uh, takes a while to decipher if people have free time, I reckon. Takes, takes a while to decipher they're trying to argue that this is complicated i guess L listen to how this <laughs> is this is brian williams here right and, and remember he's the guy who had the uh was it brian williams who lied about being on that chopper like in iraq or something and he was fired from another station and now he's at mbc, MBC. wasn't that him his daughter had this disgusting like uh scene where someone was uh oh what's the term again uh 
mixing the salad or what was it called again? Do you guys remember that? I think we even played it like some de complete degenerate uh, uh, scene. And he was so proud of her. Uh, he was so proud of her daughter. I forget what it was called. Some slang for, I guess, uh, you know, going in the wrong uh, place, basically, with their... I, I don't know. Whatever. That's not the point. But just this, this doofus Brian Williams. Look at how he's like explaining this here. Amended. But basically... Oh, was that Dan Rather? Ch someone in chat is saying, was that Dan Rather? Okay, maybe it was... I, I thought this guy was behind some country. He, like, he left or he was out of the game for a while. But anyway, green yeah, is tossing the salad. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Holy shit. Disgusting scene. It was like Netflix, of course, something like that. We talked about that in the Weekend Warrior show, by the way. Check out that segment. Why there's, like, pedophilia being pushed by Netflix. Completely understandable when you know the history of uh, the the... the the secession of people involved and how it leads up to the CEO and the co-founder of uh, Netflix. But anyway, listen to what he says about the, the chart here. Good to uh, decipher if people have free time, I recommend it. But basically, green is good, red is bad. Um, you, do, you don't say. Is that, is that so? Jeez, the, the, symb the, sim the symbolism here uh, is astonishing, uh, I'd say, Brian Williams. But basically, green is good. Red is bad. Yeah. Um, once you've said to the American people about masks, go ahead and take them off. It's tough to get their attention again with any details or caveats. In your view, was today's announcement uh, lacking anything? Are they getting any of the messaging wrong, respectfully? Well, I, I think, Brian, that they are getting a lot of it right at the moment, and uh, there are some caveats that we need to discuss. But in effect, if you look at that graph, it's actually pretty interesting. You go to the right side, if you're a vaccinated person, and you look down the list there of things you could do indoors and outdoors and things that you can't do, there's no real can't do's except when you're indoors, you can do, but you must be wearing a mask. If you look on the other side, if you're unvaccinated, there's still quite a few things that you cannot do. And basically what this is, is a message saying, get vaccinated and things will start to open up. Uh, what See, they need to, they need to do this. I mean, they, they, they think you're retarded. Obviously, we, we, we know that. Like that's the done deal, right? But the, 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 the carrot and the stick approach here is, is kind of very interesting. Like how, but they've been threatening for some time. That basically, like, if you want to do anything that you used to do, uh, you have to go and get the mRNA update, also known as the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, and. Uh, well, we get to the we'll get to the shedding stuff later on. There's some creepy shit goes on with that. We've covered that in the weekend warrior shows as well. But uh, yeah, basically, like so. So so the point here is what I'm bringing up is because there's so there's new guidelines in terms of the fact that you can you can do even as you're unvaccinated, you now are allowed. Thank you, uh, gods, uh, for for telling us what we can do. Um, that you can walk, run, or bike outdoors with members of your household, uh, or if you're unvaccinated. You can attend a small outdoor gathering with, with fully vaccinated family and friends. Uh, and they say also here that you can attend a small outdoor gathering with fully vaccinated and unvaccinated people. But then if you're, if you're not a vaccinated, you have to wear a mask, right? This, this uh, goes back to what Biden did recently uh, too. But let this, uh, we'll let this doofus finish this uh, line of thinking here. If you're unvaccinated, there's still quite a few things that you cannot do. And basically what this is, is a message saying, get vaccinated and things will start to open up. 
what's not really on here, though, are some caveats. So we're assuming here that things are opening up for vaccinated people, assuming that there aren't any more uh, new, developing, vicious, rapidly replicating uh, variants of the virus that we have to worry oh, about. No. And okay, well, of, well, of course. I mean, there's always that, right? There's always a threat of a of a new strain, which also means then you have to do these booster shots every six months, and then there's going to be a new strain, which is going to be another uh, vaccine, another shot, another variant of the mRNA update and stuff like that. So that that's that's obvious, right? But anyway, focus for now is the, uh, the, the new outdoor mask guidance from the CDC here. A new developing vicious rapidly replicating. A vicious, and they're talking about India is having this now. My God, there's like hundreds of thousands new cases per day in India, and India is being treated, you know, Biden had to explain to the journalist what he was going to do for India and how much resources he was going to send to, to fix the situation for them right today. Replicating uh, variants of the virus that we have to worry about. And second of all, that we're living in a community where the, the spread of the coronavirus is relatively under control. So under those conditions, yes, things are looking up. And I, I think this is a pretty good faith effort by the CDC and the administration to help people start to think about why it's so critical that they get vaccinated in terms of getting back to normal, Brian. Yeah, there you go. So that's the threat. Basically, that's what they're talking about. So despite this, what did Biden do? Biden was walking alone outside with a mask up to a podium. Look at this. I don't think there's any audio here, too, but... So this is after the CDC has released the new guidelines that it's okay if you can you can walk alone, you can do sports, you can bike and all these things, right? Uh, walk, run, or bike outdoors. Uh, not even just alone with, with members of your household and stuff like that. Too. But here's here here he is walking alone with a mask, and then he walks up to the mic and then he takes it off, right? Remember that climate change bullshit we covered in the again in the Weekend Warrior show. Uh, uh, John Kerry's comments about how to suck CO2 out of the atmosphere. Biden on that call was the only one wearing a mask. He was sitting alone wearing a mask. And so he was asked about it later. Here's a second clip here. You chose to wear a mask, sir. You chose to wear a mask. You chose to wear a mask as you walked out here. What message were you sending by wearing a mask outside alone? I'm watching me take it off and not put it back on till I get inside. Do you have any preconditions? <laughs> so basically, you don't have to do that, but... This is all psychological, right? These people are going to continue to do it. There are states that are talk, uh, you know, talking about having just endless mask mandates. It will never go away. Even my brother sent me some a story out of Sweden where they're proposing the same. Health authorities are talking about like, look, we can. This is too, this is too great. This is too great, great of an opportunity to pass up. Let's never go back to Norway. Nor Norway, normal. We'll vaccinate you. Uh, we'll give you all this bullshit. We'll we'll uh, we'll. Uh, do lockdowns, we'll choke you out in different ways, your businesses and stuff, but we're still not going to let you back, right? Uh, Jim B over on uh, Entropy Stream, uh, that's uh, entropystream.live slash at Red Ice TV. Thanks so much, Jim B. He says, uh, Sheedam Freckles. Well, thank you, for the, thank you for the freckles. I appreciate that. Uh, another message from Vegan Videos. Thank you, sir. He says, hi, Henrik. Could you do an expose sometime on the bowl society the fraternal society called the 10 percent they're black politicians lawyers business leaders celebrities that keep their identity secret they're the uh they're the top layer that interfaces with the white elite and keep their own communities down interesting i've heard of bowl society i've heard it mentioned but i haven't looked into it more um, so thank you for the tip, uh, vegan videos. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. I'll definitely look into it. And I've heard it in passing, and I can't, I can't, I can't remember the context now. But I think it was someone else uh, talking about it. 
Uh, but thank you, vegan uh, videos. I appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, I think it's Jim uh, Jim B as well for those uh, freckles. Very kind of you. Uh, but anyway, so back to the point here about the uh, masks uh, mandate, right? That the, so they change it, and these people will still continue to do uh, all the bullshit that they that they have, right? So so we'll uh, we'll come back to some of these things. Uh, let me show you a couple of uh, reclaim the net uh, headlines here too. Um, which is interesting uh, to do with the censorship regarding this uh, and how they're trying to control the narrative of you know alternative information going up. They've done this for since since the start of this, right? But it's just kind of wrapped uh, ramped up in a crazy way. Uh, Facebook bans Australian anti-lockdown lawmaker Craig Kelly. He questioned how a foreign entity could deplatform an elected uh, MP such as himself. Now, they, of course, Facebook locked out the whole news industry recently too, uh, so they can do whatever the hell they want. Google's private coronavirus tracking app wasn't so private after all. Surprise. Yeah, who could, who could have known? Uh, unbelievable. More Google. Google Drive blocks as access to document that compiled news coverage of COVID vaccine side effects. So again, you, you can't even talk about the actual side effects of being reported. Uh, VAERS can do it. They can have databases on this. But if you compile it and you have it in a document that you share, you can't do it, right? You're not allowed. Google expands its crackdown on document sharing. So some people for the uh, some people commented the first time I've seen Cloud Drive blocking a document. I don't think that's the first time, lady. Uh, it was a very long document regarding vaccination headlines from around the world. So basically, admitted news, mainstream stories. But if you're trying to connect the dots, guess what? You're out of the picture. WhatsApp owned by Facebook, right? One of the biggest purchases in tech history, I believe. Uh, when Facebook bought it, uh, they are handing out cash to oppose vaccine skepticism. Reuters received the biggest grant. So when you see these fact-checking efforts, know that these companies, these media companies, are getting paid money by Facebook, by Zuckerberg. The vaccine grant program, a partnership between WhatsApp and the international fact-checking network, IFCN, has awarded 500000 in grant funding to seven fact-checking organizations across the globe to support their efforts in fighting COVID-19 vaccine misinformation. What's their method? Ban, block, uh, and ridicule, right? Uh, fact-checkers around the world have been working around the clock to inform the public about the important, uh, importance and safety of clinically approved vaccines to end the pandemic, said IFCN's director, Bab Babars Urzek. Uh, we are truly excited to see the diverse set of innovative tactics to reach out to more people with factual information during this global vaccination rollout. Rollout was one of the uh, statements there. Uh, Facebook bans a group that has more than 120,000 people where they posted stories of uh, adverse vaccine reactions. In other words, their, their lived experiences right, <clears throat> were being uh, denied on Facebook. Uh, the tech giant continues to police discussions about the coronavirus. Big surprise, right? Um, so let's go. Let's go into this issue with. Uh, well, I, actually, this clip first. I'm going to play a, a couple of clips uh, which are just uh, uh, cringy and, and stuff like that. But uh, look at this. App apparently, uh, the branch Covidians, as we call them now, have uh, their own gang symbols or signs. I should say, not symbols, signs. Uh, to indicate whether they've been vaccinated one time or, or, or two times. L look at this video here. So we're in Scottsdale, Arizona, and a gentleman told us that if you look like this, means you're double vaccinated. You do that when you meet people. One vaccination, two vaccination. So I've not seen this in Chicago, so I'm starting it in Chicago. So let me know if that's already a thing where you are. Say where you are and if you do it. Double vaccination. 
Did you catch that? L let me play it again for you. Look at so this. So we're in Scottsdale, Arizona, and a gentleman told us that if you look like this, means you're double vaccinated. You do that when you meet people. One vaccination, two vaccination. So I've not seen this in Chicago, so I'm starting it in Chicago. So let me know if that's already a thing where you are. Say where you are and if you do it. Double vaccination. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so there you go. Now they have their own little uh, secret uh, sign uh, language, <laughs> basically, uh, to display. Now, I would stay away from those people because of the, the shedding, right? We've talked about that. We played a couple of videos in the Weekend Warrior show that apparently... So the mRNA, it, it, it alters you in the sense that it is using your components, your, your building blocks that's inside of your body uh, to form COVID-19, right? This protein. Um, and it produces that. And then their claim is then that your body, your immune system will, will fight that, right? And, and when it does that, it sheds this spiked protein. Which means that if you are around someone that has been vaccinated, you can be also be feeling the effects of that. You can be affected by that. That's why we've heard stories, and again, this is denied in the mainstream. They don't talk about this. They don't care about women's health now and all this stuff, right? But people who have, had taken the vaccine, they started experiencing tremendously strange uh, menstruation cycles, issues, older women that haven't had their period in a long time are starting to bleed. Young girls under as, as, as uh, young as 11 are starting their periods and things like that. There's uh, abnormal bleeding. There, the blood clots issue that apparently some women are actually getting, like releasing these blood clots. Well, that's what it looks like, that, that there's like way more bleeding than it should be and things like that. Now, apparently because of the shedding, Women that haven't taken the vaccine, but also been in proximity to other women uh, or men, I would assume, that has taken the vaccine, are also now experiencing those things. In other words, you just have to be around the people that have been vaccinated to experience the same symptoms, which is just insane. Absolutely insane. Again, check out Weekend Warrior, the latest show, and the, and the one prior there, because we covered some of that. So we talked about that, you know, how that works, uh, which is just absolutely insane, right? Which is crazy. So, so it means even if you don't want to take the vaccine, you don't believe in it, you don't believe in the methodology, it's a new experimental thing, we just have to see, there's no long-term studies, the animal studies have been done showing that animals are dying, they have organ failure, this just seems dodgy, it's not worth it, the risks of the, of the coronavirus at this point is so low compared to the risk of taking a vaccine like this or an mRNA update like this, right? I just don't trust these people, uh, they've talked about uh, soft kill, uh, you know, depopulation for years, and maybe this is what we're looking at, especially if it's affecting fertility in this kind of way. Uh, it's insane. I just I just do not trust these people. They're the same people that want to try to replace white people in our own countries. Why, why should we trust these people, right? These authorities. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, so, so speaking to that, even if you avoid it, all you potentially might have to be is in proximity to people who have taken it. And you might experience, start experiencing the same uh, effects, which is just super scary, right? So I don't, and so the other question people have about this is, will it... When will this stop, right? Because people have taken the vaccine. Is the mRNA going to continue and continue and to and continue to, so to speak, this is layman's term, but inform your body to continue to produce the COVID-19 uh, protein or the, the combination of genetic code, right? Even after your, you know, your immune system is, 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 supposedly dealing with it it's let's assume that it works as i say right it's dealing with it it's it's uh it's developing developing immunity against it 
what some people are theorizing is that your body will continue despite that to produce it. Now, that might not be true. I don't know the story of that. There's, there's too little research on this yet, as far as I'm concerned. Will it continue to produce it? And to such an extent that you, you, you know, it doesn't matter. You, you can, you never, it's never going to be escapable as long as you're just in proximity to people. Are they going to continue to shed this 50 years from now, 15 years from now, five years from now, a year from now? We don't know. That's what's so crazy about this, right? Um, so it might, my point is, it might not be enough just to kind of, if you are even able to, just stay away from people. Ironically, again, I don't know if this, this spike protein might, be, I don't know the size, the nanoscale size of it. Uh, now then, ironically and weirdly enough, you, it might be a time for you, if you're not vaccinated, to actually wear something like an N95 mask to actually protect yourself. But again, I don't know if that would work. Uh, there's more research to do this. Maybe people have talked about this already. But now, if you are not vaccinated, you don't want to get the effects of what they're getting uh, who have been vaccinated. You might have to actually wear something around these people. I I, I don't know. It, this is how crazy it is, right? Anyway, something a little different here. Uh, shout out to the Conspiracy Hole on Telegram. They have some good posts on this kind of stuff. Check out this cringy little propaganda uh, singing piece, uh, a, a homage, I guess, to uh, to Dr. Fauci, uh, God himself, uh, the, the highest paid government official. I had no idea. Look at this. This is cringy stuff here. Dr. Fauci. Give us vaccines. Help all the people who have been quarantined. We'll wear our masks and we'll have to stay distant. We'll wash our hands and we'll be more resistant. Fauci, yes? Promise us, please. We'll have a cure that can fight off this disease. Restrictions will lift with some ease. Dr. Fauci, don't forget me. <sighs> Vaccinate New York. All right. So <clears throat> as you can tell, it's just one, one dumb thing after another. But what are you going to say? Right. Uh, okay. Um, so, of course, while you, though, while you, though, need to take the vaccine, uh, check out this clip here uh, regarding uh, doctors uh, who apparently seems uh, to be uh, faking that they're taking the vaccine, but are actually not uh, getting the vaccine. We, we saw one of these. I think it was a health commissioner out of Canada. Same thing. There are clips like this around. They sit there and they smile and it's a press you know, event or whatever. And they people zoom in on the arm and, and the syringe. And uh, it seems they're not pushing anything into the arm. Look at this. See what you think. <laughs> getting a close up here. Look at this. <clears throat> so, jab. Yoink. Or is, that, or is that just because it's like a nano nano sky uh, nano size uh, uh, payload? Is is that the, that that was it then? Is that is that it? I don't know, man. You tell me. Uh, it's just a bunch of bullshit like this <laughs> continuously when it comes to this. Uh, but you know, you have to take it. Uh, you can't say anything about it. In fact, we'll do we'll do uh, catchy songs to get you to take it, and we, we'll threaten you with carrots and sticks, and we'll say you can't uh, meet your family. Uh, unless you do this. So uh, uh, Tucker had a good segment on this here. Uh, check out the uh, uh, 
it's a little bit longer, but I think it'd be worth playing it. Uh, look at this. It did, it, get, it did a good job on this. Some of the MS, MSNBC hosts and stuff like that, how they're kind of threatening uh, people. Basically, like if you if you want to see your family, if you want to get back to normal, you have to get vaccinated. Right? Race lady from MSNBC finally putting her Harvard degree to work. It's simple, she said. Just charge people who don't get the vaccine with felonies. Now, the vaccine-resistant Trump crowd is becoming a problem for the rest of us. That's because the country is fast approaching a tipping point when vaccine hesitancy will become the biggest hurdle to achieving herd immunity. So after a while, so-called vaccine hesitancy might be better described as reckless endangerment. Oh, wait a second, Harvard-educated race lady. Now you're really confusing us. If you've gotten the vaccine, why is other people's refusal to get the vaccine a problem for you? If the vaccine is so effective, why are the people who choose to get it mad at the people who choose not to get it? Huh? That's, uh, you can't say that, slim down from gastric bypass yell at fat people on the street? You wouldn't think so. It's not really their business. Your body, your choice, remember? But your body, your choice is definitely not the standard with the COVID vaccine. With the COVID vaccine, it's your body, MSNBC's choice. Watch this guy explain. I don't know how we get to herd immunity unless we normalize the framework around vaccine certification. Listen, we're doing it in colleges. Some organizations are doing it. We're in a global crisis. We have to reach herd immunity. And the carrot and stick of you get the vaccine, you'll be able to participate in travel, restaurants, you name it, because that's frankly easier for small businesses to, to adhere to. Herd immunity? Boy, it seems like not so long ago, maybe it was back in the 50s or like last week that using the phrase herd immunity was enough to get you yanked off the air as an anti-vaxxer. Now we're bragging about herd immunity. But again, people who've got the vaccine and are totally safe are angry at the people who haven't gotten it because somehow they're endangering the people who are already vaccinated. So to protect people who voluntarily taken the risk of not getting the vaccine, we have to hurt those people. We've got to burn the village to save the village. Of course, As the doctor on television put it. We've got to use the carrot and the stick, but especially the stick. Colleges love this idea. Many of them are acquiring proof of vaccination as a condition of returning to campus in the fall. In the state of California, both of the big state school systems, University of California and the Cal State system, are forcing students returning to campus to prove they've been vaccinated. Schools in New York, places like Columbia, Fordham, Syracuse, the big ones are doing exactly the same thing. What's interesting is that no one has bothered to explain why we're doing this. Virtually no college-aged kids have died of COVID. In fact, according to an April report by the CDC, a total of 587 Americans between the ages of 15 and 24 died of the virus last year, most with profound underlying health conditions. Many times that thousands and thousands and thousands died of suicide over the same period, which we're not concerned about. In the state of Michigan, which now requires two-year-olds to wear masks outside, there were just 13 coronavirus total last year for people aged 15 to 24. Compare that to overdose deaths in Michigan. It's a tiny fraction, not that we care about those either. So the coronavirus doesn't kill a lot of young people, but it does infect quite a few of them. And that's the other problem. Many thousands of college-age kids already have been infected. They have antibodies from previous corona infections they're now recovered from. Science suggests these kids are highly unlikely to be reinfected with COVID. So why are they being forced to get the vaccine? That's a serious question. That's not an anti-vaxxer question. That's a question people who support vaccines and care about them would ask. Because we don't give medicine to people unnecessarily. That is unethical. 
Meningitis, for example, kills a fair number of people every year. But we don't require everyone to start a regimen of antibiotics before they return to work. That would be crazy. It would be wrong. We wouldn't do it. But we are requiring universal vaccination, even of kids who have already been infected. Is that a medically sound idea? Some physicians are concerned that it's not. Joe Rogan over on the podcast voices concern on the air the other day. And here's what he said. Okay. Um, yeah, we could pause right there. <clears throat> yeah, he 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 was Rogan was attacked. Obviously, right? Of course, he was attacked. But yeah, there's there's some good uh, there's some good points uh, uh, raised there. Did you guys? So we're gonna just quickly uh, look at a story here, a blog post. But <clears throat> do you guys remember the the time? Uh, the Time Magazine cover, we, uh, and again, we covered this. This is like back, this is early red eyes kind of stuff, but we, we covered this kind of thing uh, back then. Uh, this is the, like the 1999 issue, like before, just when they were working on the genomics, uh, the, the coding, right, the, the genome, the human genome project, which was run at the time. Actually, which is, which is run at the time now as well uh, with the, the, uh, by the Department of Energy. Uh, you can still find the Human Genome Project on the Department of Energy's website. Unless something like changed in the last couple of years, but last time I checked in, it's a couple of years ago now, uh, it was still there, right? It was uh, people like Craig Venter, we've talked about him many times, who were part of this you know, miraculous effort to decode the human genome and stuff like that. But they had this cover uh, around that time where they were talking about the future of medicine, right? DNA. Uh, the subtitle was How Genetic Engineering Will Change Us in the next century and of course it's a uh, caduceus uh, the serpent around a stick right which then vol uh, you know revolves into or or morphs into in the image uh, into the double double helix uh, genetic code stuff they 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 love their symbolism uh, but this is a good thing to kind of keep in mind when we talk about these kinds of things that these are uh, these are these are occult you know kind of uh, efforts these are they know what they're they know what they're doing they love this kind of language to put this out in this kind of way right some of you might even have some of you who are christian might even take the interpretation this is the this is the serp the serpent right fooling people and stuff like that uh in that regard which is a, a completely you know kind of understandable and, and reasonable way of breaking that down too uh that kind of symbolism but I, i'm showing you this too because of course we're in a time now when they're doing these experiments on us we're, we're, we're here 20 years later after these uh after these uh front covers and stories on some of these big magazines in America were uh, were talking about it at the time. Now we're experimenting, doing mass experimentations on the human population, uh, on, uh, uh, you know, all over the world where we're receiving uh, these mRNA updates and stuff like that. And we still don't know the full consequences, where this will go uh, and all that kind of stuff, right? But uh, it reminded me of this, uh, a story here back from 2012 uh, about a Rockefeller-sponsored anti-fertility vaccine. Um, I just I'll, I'll just read a little bit from it here. It's it's somewhat of a lengthier lengthier article. Excuse me, but it, it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of people talking about this for for some years now. What they were planning, kind of like a excuse me, a soft kill depopulation pr program and stuff like that too, and using you know medicine right and Rockefeller. Uh, the Rockefellers were of course instrumental in bringing about what they today call. Uh, orthodox medicine it's it's not it's it's uh it was a, the newcomer on the block if you go back to uh the mid to late 1800s and, and even early 1900s 
Uh, In the course of August and September 2010, I wrote several articles for InfoWars on the Rockefeller Foundation's admitted funding and developing of anti-fertility vaccines intended for mass-scale distribution. As the soft-kill depopulation agenda accelerates, it seems all the more relevant to repost these articles as one. So again, this is reposted back in 2012, so about nine years later, we're here. Um, Rockefeller Foundation developed vaccines for mass-scale fertility reduction. In its 1968 yearly report, the Rockefeller Foundation acknowledged... Uh, and acknowledge funding the development of so-called anti-fertility vaccines and their implementation on a mass scale. From page 51 onward, we'll read, several types of drugs are known to diminish male fertility, but those have been, um, uh, but those that have been tested have serious problems of toxicity. Very little work is in progress on immunological methods such as vaccines to reduce fertility, and much more research is required if a solution is to be found here. The possibility of using vaccines to reduce male fertility was something that needed to be investigated further, according to the Rockefeller Foundation, because both the oral pill and the IUD, this is what, what is it, the, uh, was it that for the, uh, for, for the, I forget what they call it, it's like some, they're considered devices, I think, and I think the D stands for device, I forget the abbreviation. Anyway, they were not suitable, they say, for mass-scale distribution. We are faced with the danger that within a few years, these two modern methods for which super high, uh, such high hopes have been held will in fact turn out to be imp- uh, impracticable on a mass scale. A semi-permanent or renewable sub- subcontagious implant of these hormones have been suggested, but whether uh, or not the same difficulties would result has not been determined. Saying that res- uh, research thus far have been too low grade to produce any substantial results, the report was adamant. The foundation will endeavor to assist in uh, filling this important gap in several ways. One, seeking out or encouraging the development of and providing partial support to a few centers of excellence in universities and research institutions in the United States and abroad in which the methods and points of view of molecular biology are teamed with the more traditional approaches of um, histology. Or his, yes, histology, embryology, and endocrinology in research per, uh, pertinent to develop uh, the development of fertility control methods. Two, supporting research of individual investig- uh, investigators oriented towards development of contraceptive methods or of basic information on human reproduction revel- relevant to such developments. Three goes on here, encouraging. By making research funds available, as well as by other means, establishing and uh, beginning investigation to turn their attention to aspects of research in reproductive biology that have been implications, um, or that have, I should say, implications for human fertility and its control. They're they're seeking control of human fertility. And so the question we have to ask, are we seeing a grand and mass uh, scale implementation of those efforts right now with this mRNA update? Four, encouraging more biology and biochemistry students to elect careers in reproductive biology and human fertility control uh, through support of research. My screen just died. One second here. There we go. Uh, It's rebooted. Uh, Through support of research and teaching programs in departments of zoology, biology, and biochemistry. The list goes on and on. Motivation for these activities, according to the Rockefeller Foundation. There are an estimate 5 million women in America's poverty and near-poverty groups who need birth control services, blah, 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 and it goes on from there. Uh, so anyway, you can check out that annual report. Um, it's back, it was, it was the first one, 1988. I think it went back to, was it 60s? Let me see here. 
Uh, yeah, and it's a yearly report. That's, so that was back in 1968. And then I guess it was an updated one they linked up to from 1988. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, a good, uh, it's a good question. Some interesting stuff. Look for that article. Rockefeller anti-fertility vaccines exposed. Uh, if you want to read some more there. But you, you get the idea. I, th I thought it was worth uh, showing you that in terms of where where they might be uh, going with this and, and the funding and stuff like that too. And I think the, the industry was something ridiculous, like the vaccine industry now is like in the 100 and oh, well over 100 billion uh, globally. I think it might be even more uh, than that at this point, which is which is just insane, right? Uh, all right, let me uh, just check in to be real quick here. I have a couple of more things and then we're going to start wrapping up here. Uh, thank you for uh, those over on Trovo, and thank you to uh, those joining us on Entropy Stream as well. I appreciate that. Uh, if you are watching on DLive, please get off of DLive. We're going to stop using it. Uh, go to odyssey.com at TV. Join us over there, or if you will, uh, Trovo, or if you want, Trovo.live slash RedIce. Not RedIce TV on Trovo, just RedIce over on Trovo, uh, or of course on uh, Entropy, Entropy Stream. Dot live at Red Eyes TV. We appreciate uh, you getting off a of deal live. We still have the majority of people watching over there. Uh, get off the platform. There's no use using it. We're demonetized there, uh, and they banned the chats, so it's no fun. So you 350 viewers watching over there, get off of D Live. Soon enough, we'll just stop the streams. We just we just won't do it. So you're gonna miss out. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Last thing we'll cover here uh, is is uh, this kind of interesting. Um, Klaus B Biesenbach is is a guy I've never heard of. It's actually chatted again to the uh, uh, conspiracy hole over on uh, Telegram who dug uh, this this uh, gem out here. He's apparently a guy that's been hanging out with people like uh, uh, Abrina Abra Abramovich, which is you know kind of behind the spirit cooking thing and uh, you know all the all the nastiness that kind of came out uh, around the Podestas and stuff like that. Some interesting stuff. Of course, that had ties to some other other topics that uh, the mainstream media denied and stuff like that. But apparently, he's uh, he's uh, behind some interesting art, right? Here's some. I guess we can show some slideshows of the guy. Here's uh, uh, him meeting, of course, with uh, with uh, Maria Abra Abramovich right here. A couple of photos, a couple of selfies uh, with uh, with him and this guy. Uh, apparently, they're big fans of of uh, human blood. And when it comes to art installations and stuff like that, he's been meeting with a lot of the uh, kind of the elites of entertainment and stuff like that too. Uh, who's the Lady Gaga, Courtney Hole, that loser in the middle? I'm not sure who that is. Uh, who says is this? Uh, is this? Why do I know this? Is this Usher? <laughs> is that what that is? He's the guy on the right there. Uh, no, not Usher, but uh, Klaus is on the right, and that's Usher in the middle. Uh, here's Mar Marina with Courtney Hole. Uh, here's Courtney Hole meeting with uh, none other than. Uh, uh, the the frequenter to uh, Pedophile Island, Mr. Uh, late Mr. Jeffrey Epstein's uh, Lolita Express, right? Uh, Prince Andrew. Uh, here, uh, Klaus and Marina are with, uh, what's his name? I forget this actor's name. Uh, it'll come to me. Someone in chat knows. Here's, uh, is this uh, uh, Mike, Michael's uh, Pike, Spike, what was it again? Uh, R.E.M., the R.E.M. singer. Uh, here he is with some other weirdos. Uh, and uh, with... Uh, is that Run DMC or something? Or uh, no, Public Enemy, right? What's that guy's name? Public Enemy. Uh, they're meeting some of our uh, some of some of our finest uh, people. Uh, William Defoe. That's right. Thank you guys in chat. Uh, William Defoe. That's right. Actor, famous actor, right? Uh, so here's a little bit of a uh, artwork that, uh, and and of course, I should say first. Here's a is a praising uh, article here from uh, Magazine C. You've never heard of it in their culture section. Who is this? Uh, the 
the uh, wonderful man, Klaus Biesenbach. Who is this guy? He's uh, just a wonderful man. He's a new director of Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles. Here's one of his art uh, pieces here. Look at this. Uh, now, apparently, this is uh, human... This is a human blood that this robot is uh, scooping up here, too. I'm going to play this for a little bit here. I guess it's in some kind of uh, contained uh, cell or something like that. And it's... So, reportedly, this is uh, this is real human blood. Now, it might not be, who knows, but they always... They, the, the Marina Abram, Abrahamovichs, of course, they, they do like their... Uh, they do like their real blood, right? The Podestas and all that stuff. They do like uh, uh, to have uh, the real deal. Can't be... Uh, can't be art, you know, can't be... When it comes to art, uh, there's no... Uh, there's no seconds, right? There's no uh, excuses, right? Like a beautiful <clears throat> dance. Oh, wait, let me go. Is this a commenter? Like a beautiful dance? Listen to that. Like a beautiful dance. <laughs> I don't know who the comrade of that is, but uh, you get the idea. So the new wonderful director, of course, uh, gets a, a glorious piece in magazines. Say, Inside the world of Mokas Klaus Biesenbach, right? Hanging out with the elites and even mentions as much in the first uh, paragraph right here, too. Um, Klaus Biesenbach, the new director of the Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles, is already in all the right places at the Gucci LACMA Art Plus Film Extravaganza, the Hammer Museum's annual gala in the gardens, Susan Rockefeller's birthday bash at the California Club and the Vanity Fair Oscars party with Lady Gaga. We looked at each other and said, God, we've come a long way, he says. She was 21 when I met her, so young. Uh, goes on from there, of course, uh, but uh, you get the idea. So here, uh, here he is, uh, Biesenbach. A wonderful new museum director, uh, and of course, this is the elite for you. They love uh, they love their nasty things. They love their uh, sickening uh, ways of dealing with uh, with aspects. Right? Check out this article here uh, from the I think it's the Federal uh, the Federalist. Uh, ten again, got full full screen here for you guys. Uh, ten sickening details about how federal employees trafficked baby body parts. In what should have been a national headline, the exposure of the U.S. government's involvement in trafficking aborted baby bodies is now even more newsworthy following Friday's announcement from the White House. At President Biden's direction, the Department of Health and Human Services reversed the Trump administration's policy protecting pre-born Americans from the callous dehumanization of organ harvesting and further desecration of their bodies in research disguised as thianth. This sickening decision now gives license to our best and brightest government researchers and agencies in those uh, those in charge of steering the country towards medical breakthroughs and scientific progress to use the skin, brains and eyeballs of children in research that affects all of us and is funded by our money. For this very reason, we must uh, know the full extent of how federal agencies traffic aborted baby body parts. These top 10 shocking examples come from the last emails uncovered by Judicial Watch FOIA request and recent investigations. Keep in mind, again, this, these are now the, these government agencies that are turning on the American people. Uh, they're, they're more concerned with someone who thinks Pizzagate is real than this kind of disgusting shit, right? Uh, 
Uh, the FDA, number one, we'll go through some of these here, then we'll wrap up here shortly. Number one, the FDA paid $2,000 per baby. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration paid an estimated of $2,000 per individual baby, at times adding up to $12,000 per box of harvested organs. Email records from the FDA agreed to prepay advanced bioci bioscience resource, uh, resources, ABR, likely the country's largest fetal tissue trafficking firm, an estimated $2,000 for each aborted child, adding up to $12,000 per average box of tissue with shipping and packaging fees. Not too, uh, not too, uh, too uh, what do you call it? Too, uh, too, sh too shabby. That's the term I was looking for. Not too shabby. $12,000. Here's the, uh, the email there if you want to check check this out. Uh, number two, FDA bought organs of dismembered babies. The FDA uh, brought, sorry, bought organs like livers, brains, and eyeballs of dismembered babies for hundreds of dollars apiece, courtesy of ABR's collusion with local Planned Parenthood. ABR fee schedules and pricing charts obtained by a U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee investigation allows us to piece together how much a baby cost uh, by body parts and is uh, and if each child was slaughtered um, was a slaughtered animal sold in sections oh, shit uh, here's some of the screenshots right there for you uh, you can uh, pause and check out uh, number three ABR sold the skin of a 21 week old down syndrome baby FDA purchased were calculated according to ABR's current fees for services schedule which maintained the same price for all buyers one procurement log records the sale of a 21-week-old baby with Down syndrome. This child's limbs, organs, and skin were sold at hundreds of, uh, of dollars apiece. ABR made $2,600 in total from the sale of this baby. Whether or not the FDA itself purchased any of the tissue, the fact um, it entered a contract with a company that makes money off of selling the body parts of children with Down syndrome is beyond inhumane. It's worth looking closely at this chart to see the level of dehumanisa uh, dehumanization inflicted on this child. Each baby specimen is given a num number, for example, number number XX0602, and its individual body parts are sold to different customers. A 21-week-year-old child could have survived outside the womb becomes just another statistics. Anyway, it goes on from there. Number four, the FDA wanted fresh babies. Uh, number five, the FDA asked for organs from late-term babies. Great. They wanted some the more developed ones, I guess. Uh, the FDA bought skulls of second-trimester babies. See, this is totally, it's totally reasonable stuff. Uh, it's, for, it's for science, ladies and gentlemen. Wonder why we're living in a demonic system? Well, uh, well, here you go. This is part of it right here. Seven, busy abortion clinics produced awful specimens. Not sure what the details about that is. I'll just go through the rest here. Number eight, FDA requested boy organs to create uh, to create humanized mice. That's right. They're doing these chimera experiments now. We report on this recently too that they've created the first monkey uh, human embryo, right? And and they're seeking to implant this. So they're, they're seeking to make chimeras, right? Uh, we'll go back to our little uh, screenshot that, that we showed earlier, right? So the, uh, the this is this is what we're looking at here too. Uh, the the future of medicine, how engineering will change us in the next century. Uh, you think this trans thing is 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 bad, right? With the eradication of gender and the promotion of it. Just wait until these people not only like maim themselves, like we saw in those clips that we played uh, from the um, again from the Weekend Warrior show, 
uh, regarding this uh, this person who they're doing top surgery and taking out their breasts and stuff like this, right? We we showed some of that. They're they're promoting this on channels like now. This this is great. This is wonderful. This is beautiful. Maiming your body, obviously, clearly mentally ill uh, individuals that they're encouraging doing this kind of stuff. Just wait until these people patch in with the with the cyborg stuff, right? Patching in uh, bionic arms. Uh, updating their brain or their genetics and stuff like that. that That's what this beginning is. It's a normalization of updating or, if you will, hacking. And this is in the, word, this is in the words, according to uh, the Moderna guys, uh, Tal Zaks, the, the inventor of this methodology that Moderna used for the mRNA vaccines that are now being mass implemented on an experimental scale. He said, we're hacking the body. We're learning. We're updating the code. It's a They're looking at this as a software or, or a platform, right? And they can patch in different code in there to give you an update, to change your code, right? That, that's how they're viewing this. This is the, the normalization of that process. The next step is going to be insane, radical, out of control in terms of what they'll be able to do if, if their methodology is, is sound, right? Unless it fails and they just all die from some weird you know, disease or something. We don't know yet. Um, okay, two more here. Nine FDA ABR employees called aborted babies amazing. Great. Uh, number 10, taxpayers paid for FDA trips to humanize to humanize mice workshops in Europe. All right. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Very good. Uh, very, very good. We're, we have a very, uh, very healthy, uh, very healthy leadership and, and, uh, and aspirations uh, right now. And we're in, we're in a good time, collectively speaking here. Uh, Chaz Roberta over on Entropy uh, Stream says, is Marina that spirit cooking lady? Yes, absolutely. Uh, she should consider herself lucky. Lots of white transvestite dudes work hard to look that way. Uh, yeah, she's a spirit cooking uh, lady. A big, uh, big expose of the Podestas. Remember, they had to like basically go underground after that. Uh, the media went on a relentless humiliation campaign of those who believed in Pizzagate and stuff like that. Although there was a lot of things there that uh, people had perfectly legitimate questions about uh, language in those emails, right? Remember WikiLeaks? That's probably one of the reasons why uh, Julian Assange has been treated the way he has, because of the, uh, the Pizzagate stuff and WikiLeaks and stuff like that. Actually, let's do this. Last one. Uh, actually, two, two more really quick headlines, headlines talking about the, the Satanist uh, aspect of this, right? You know, we talked about they want you to eat bugs and stuff like that, but when meat, normal meat, good produced meat becomes... Uh, not only immoral for them, you know, but f when it comes too expensive, uh, you know, probably by virtue of you know trying to stop cow farts or something, CO two emissions, um, they've they've just taxed height the meat meat so much uh, that you have to turn to other sources, and this is one of the sources that they want us to turn to. Uh, scientists have created an edible steak made from human cells. This is, this is where this is going. Complete and utter. Um, uh, you know, uh, self, not only self-mutilation, but uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm getting tired at the end here. Um, cannibalism, cannibalism, complete cannibalism. That That's basically where this is going, right? Um, it's pretty sick, right? Pretty sick shit. Uh, but uh, this is what they're working on right now. This is, uh, this is science here. Um, they're growing different cells and cultures and they just grow the ste steak, you know, in its perfectly cut form and all that kind of stuff too. Israeli companies are working on this too and uh, stuff like that. But we'll end on this. Uh, for uh, for some of you who've had uh, some doubts about um, cloud seeding and weather manipulation and engineering, check out this clip. It's over 10 years old. Uh, 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 
conspiracy uh, hole had this up, and it was actually very fascinating to see. Actually, it might have been a different channel. I forget who had the origins, original source here. Uh, but check out this. It's a BBC piece about how they're uh, testing uh, rocket boosters in Mississippi. But there has another very interesting aspect of it, too. You can actually create clouds that is causing uh, it to rain. And, and so we're talking about you know weather as a, as a force multiplier. How are they using weather? Can they manipulate the weather? If there is global warming or other effects of the weather, is that completely organic? Is it natural of a natural cycle, or is it actually manipulated by other technologies? Well, here's one way uh, they're doing it. Uh, check this out. I thought this was fascinating. This is the shuttle's fuel tank. It may only be 130 miles to space, but to cover that distance, the engines will use half a million gallons of fuel, and that works out at two feet to the gallon. Despite the cost, however, NASA does need to test these engines once in a while. So they built this place in the wetlands of Mississippi. The first thing they installed was a huge loudspeaker, through which they played white noise to simulate the sound of a rocket. They then sent a number of <clears throat> trucks in different directions out into the wilderness, and the drivers were ordered to stop when the noise levels became acceptable. This gave them an imaginary boundary line, and anyone living on the inside of it was offered a simple choice. Stay, and you'll never hear another television program as long as you live. Or take the NASA shilling and get out. No one stayed, and NASA ended up with exactly what it wanted. 125,000 acres of nothing. They even had to move five cemeteries, because the noise they were planning on making would wake the dead. Uh, don't worry if you can't hear what I'm saying. Um, I couldn't even hear myself. This is the loudest sound you could possibly conceive. And, as it turns out, the cleanest. Now, the most amazing thing is that that cloud up there, which was generated by the engine, is just a mixture of hydrogen and oxygen. It's water vapour. And in about an hour's time, someone in Mississippi is going to get wet washing. It will actually rain. I told you, it's raining. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh, NASA's playing God. It's making its own weather. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, kind of interesting, huh? <clears throat> what do you think of that? Uh, so they do know how to seed and uh, produce clouds and all that kind of stuff, right? Wasn't, wasn't that a conspiracy theory? Just uh, you know, weather engineering and all that stuff. And now the articles have come out, right? They're doing the seed try to seed clouds and stuff like that. We had that project up in Sweden, the space S range over there was going to send up. Actually, Bill Gates was one of the biggest producers or donors to the project uh, to try to block out the sun and things like that. They're doing like solar geoengineering and other kinds and stuff like that too. But anyway, thought you enjoyed that. 
uh, a little bit different way of ending the the, the show, but uh, they are playing God. That's my point, and that's why I brought it up, folks. Uh, okay, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for uh, joining us. Lone Star Texan over on Entropy Stream said uh, Soylent Green, that's right, regarding the um, uh, human cell uh, beef that they're producing, or beef, but human cell steak that they're producing. Crazy shit. Thank you, Lone Star. Uh, also, a... Um, uh, a for, forbidden hand signal uh, from Sonata by Violin. Thank you for that. Appreciate the support. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us over on Entropy Stream. And thank you again to everyone donating on Trovo as well. We appreciate that. I was trying to keep up with it as good as I can. I still want to have that overview page uh, uh, where I can just read all of your uh, gifts over there. Uh, as I won, sent a hype. Let me refresh that and see if I can just read some of that real quick or just mention some of those. Just uh, acknowledgement to you guys sending el elixirs over there or elixir. Rather, uh, Trovo's a bit slow, so we're waiting for that. We had, uh, I guess we can check the top five in the meantime. Uh, top online right now, Ronoff White Wolf. Thank you for that. 35,000 uh, elixirs. Is that is that what it is? Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. Nerms, 30,000. Thank you. Carvkaki, 18,000. Thank you so much for that. Uh, and I guess the, the weekly ranking was uh, Nerms was number one, 130,000. Uh, Save Western Civilization, number two, with a uh, little, little bit over, almost uh, 101,000. Thank you. And Femme Blanche with 65. So thank you to you guys. Uh, all right, let me see here. Blast Elizo with a colorful... Oh, yes, it's colorful chat. See, then I missed that. That's the thing. Where do I see that? I want to see the message from that. That's so dumb. Anyway, thank you for sending in that chat. I missed it. Uh, sorry about that. ASA1 with a hype. Thank you. Brad C with the Bravo. Carvkaki with a hype. Uh, Karvkaki with a rose, I think. Uh, and again, is this up to speed? Uh, Ron, Ron of White Wolf sent a colorful chat a bit earlier. I wish I could just hover over and see what that message was uh, so I could read it, but I got to gotta get better at that on Trovo. Uh, but thank you, Ron of. I appreciate that. Karvkaki with a uh, with a winner, Dancing Chicken. Thank you. Uh, Femme Blanche gifted a sub over there, too. And uh, Brad C with a couple of Bravos, one from Karvaki, Karvkaki as well. Uh, thank you to you guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your support over there. Uh, okay, we're going to wrap up right there then. But uh, yeah, definitely check out redashmembers.com. Uh, that's the best place to support us. Uh, number of ways you can join us, of course, over there. Check out our subscribe star. Subscribestar.com slash red eye sign up over there. If you don't have a membership, we can set one up for you. Or just go to redassmembers.com and create one there, and then we link the two. We'll connect them. Uh, it's 10 bucks per month. It renews monthly. So that's a great way of using your credit card if you want to do, do that or your debit card. You can also use it on Entropy Stream, either do a uh, platinum plan, uh, auto-recurring subscription over there, uh, or you can do a one-time payment as well. But uh, Subscribestar, we passed about 200 recently here, so thank you to everyone joining us over on Subscribestar. Uh, we had a goal to set up, set up around doubling the 150 we had a, a while ago, so when we reach 300... We'll probably do maybe some marathon stream or something like that. I haven't decided what to do yet. Uh, maybe we'll do a poll even somewhere and, uh, and ask you guys. We'll do it on Interview Stream next stream, uh, Flashback Friday on Friday. Uh, see what you guys want us to uh, to to do if you, if you reach uh, 300 subscribe star uh, subscribers over there. So uh, that's a great way of uh, supporting us. We also have an e-check option. If you're in the U.S., you can use the Cash app as well. That's uh, U.S. and Canada. Uh, sorry, U.K. I'm not sure if Canada has the Cash app available. Uh, otherwise, of course, crypto, uh, P.O. Box. We have all that on RedEyesMembers.com when you uh, sign up and, and choose a subscription. You have all the details right there. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for your support. We appreciate it. We're going to be back then with uh, Flashback Friday as usual. Uh, on Friday, that's coming up next. Uh, tomorrow, 
I'm working on some Alana's uh, solo videos. We have some more green screen videos coming up to scripted ones. Uh, they always take a bit uh, uh, longer to work on, but we'll try to have those up as soon as we uh, can. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Shout out to everybody uh, watching us live, and thank you to those of you tuning in a little bit later in the archives uh, as well. Shout out to Odyssey, of course, everyone joining us over there. I was trying to keep an eye. Let me check that real quick there uh, for the subs. Uh, it looks like the previous ones do not go away and there's not an easy way of kind of see the date on them which is i know that they're working on that they're going to fix some of that too of course but we're going to try to we have to try to keep an eye on that too uh besot gave one cabbage wave gave one i think that's from the late last stream not the not the current one though uh but yeah you can join us through odyssey and you can just swip your switch or swap i should say uh crypto for library tokens if you want to send super chats over there but uh, anyway that's it for uh, me today. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Take care. Uh, keep fighting. And we'll see you guys soon. Take care. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like Red Ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.